0: Today's episode is brought to you by our own bonus episode. Download the best-selling Maddox vs. the Universe from iTunes, Amazon, or madcastmedia.com.
1: You're listening to
2: the Madcast Media
1: Network.
3: Madcastmedia.com.
0: Welcome to the best debate in the universe. Every debate in the universe from pineapple to apple (laughs) with over 1 million downloads. I'm your host Maddox is Mikey the audio engineer hey there Maddox and as always my power bottom commanding lieutenant moderator Rucka Ali I can't hear you turn this music up a little louder welcome back to the show today we've got an interesting debate how is it going to end that is the debate. Doomsday scenarios. And then later in the show, we'll be rounding it out with some headlines as always. But first, please welcome to the show our guest this week. We are honored to have the best-selling author, writer, producer, and friend of mine, Chad Culgent. Chad, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much for having me. Pleasure
0: to be here. Now, I should I should say that, Chad, uh, you're the author of The Average American Male, The Lie, Men, Women, and Children, which got made into a movie. That's right. And The Average American Marriage. Sequel to Average American the, the sequel to Average American Male. Right. Right. Uh, so, Chad, that's I think that's how we first got introduced a long time ago. We had a producer. Absolutely. Yeah. We our, had
1: a, our first books.
0: Yeah, and our first books. That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We were children then.
0: Yeah, way back when.
1: Young and beautiful. About and now uh, 11 years ago. Yeah. Terrible.
0: <laughs> so, this is, uh, this is an interesting story. I've, I've told you this uh, off the air, obviously, but uh, for the listeners who don't know, Chad's publisher reached out to me when his uh, when his first book was coming out. Yeah, uh, it, it was it was through Harper, right? Harper. Yeah, Harper, Harper Perennial. Yeah.
1: And you were kind enough to do a blurb on it.
0: Yeah, they're like, "Hey, you want to do a blurb on this book?" I said, "Yeah, sure." Send it to me. And this was one of the few books that I actually read from cover to cover. Oh, uh, thanks, dude. Oh yeah, I sat down and I, I read the whole. I read the first. You know, I was like kind of peruse it, read the first couple pages, like see if I'm gonna get into this book or not. I immediately got hooked. Uh, so fascinating because it because the character an average American male was such a mirror to myself in my real life. Too much so. All right.
1: Uh, the... <laughs> Thanks for inviting me. I have to leave. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was meant to be, that character was meant to be kind of an everyman living in the time that I wrote the book, which would have been like around 2006 or seven.
0: Yeah, playing video games it, and masturbating too much.
1: Basically, as yeah. we were all doing at that time.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, the publisher reached out to me like, hey, you want to write a blurb? And I said, yeah, sure, man, I'd, I'd love to. I read the book, wrote him, I think something like 10 blurbs and uh, and then they went with like the most sarcastic. I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I remember it was somehow like a backhanded insult to me and compliment to yourself. Yeah, that's somehow what I was... the
0: blurb on my book it
1: wound up being like what the fuck. Yeah, it was it like was funny though. It
0: was like the greatest author of the 20th, 20th century. But enough about me. Yeah, something like that exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh great. man, brilliant, fantastic. Um, yeah, and they didn't tell me that's the one they went with until I saw it in the stores. I'm like, oh shit. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, that's our story for the for the blurb on the book. But you've also worked with you. you also wrote uh, several movies, including uh, yeah. yeah, the incredible Burt Wonderstone. Yeah, you wrote I did
1: write that, and then it got rewritten by like fifty other people. I had to go to credit arbitration, deal with the Writers Guild directly. That was a terrible experience. Wow, around. I didn't know this. Yeah, it, it's uh, not that fun to go through. And then no one ended up seeing the movie anyway, so it didn't really matter. No so, one made any money off of it. Uh, <laughs> so no this happened.
0: This happened to another good friend of mine, a, oh. a, v- a very big writer in Hollywood. She had to go through arbitration through the Writers Guild of America. And this is something that most people outside Hollywood who've never written a script know about, but this is something that happens. Can you talk about that process or would yeah, you absolutely. rather not? I, right. I
1: can tell you in however in depth you want me to go. Yeah, so... so but d- essentially, the yeah. I, I would say this, like what most people probably don't know is when you look at movie credits, when you're watching a movie, if a movie says, if the credit says written by, that means that there was one entity who wrote the first script all the way through the production draft that wound up getting shot. If that written by credit gets split out into two things, story by and screenplay by, you can almost guarantee the person who has story by wrote the first draft and then there were a million rewrites and whoever winds up getting the screenplay by, which in many cases, like on a Marvel movie or something, is like four or five people, those are all people who did rewrites. Right. And so to bust that out financially... Story by garners you roughly twenty five percent of the total box office gross. If you're getting bonuses and all that kind of stuff, not total box office gross, but any bonuses that are accrued through that gross, whatever your deal was in that,
0: which is usually app. zero with accounting tricks, right?
1: Correct. But yeah. if it's a hit movie, like you get a piece of it. But yeah. if you get written by, you get a hundred percent of whatever that pot is, right. as dictated by the the deal. And so right. if it gets split up into written by and screenplay by, and then further split up into multiple screenplay by or mm-hmm. written or uh, story by credits it gets disseminated further so what you have to do in the case of an arbitration is one of those i wrote the first script of burt wonderstone it got sold to new line over the course of many many years it underwent many rewrites and then some of those people who uh did the rewrites came after credit so then you go into a battle with these people in your own writers guild um over i think it's like a third of all feature screenplays are arbitrated that's insane a third yeah a third And so if you're the first writer on a project, you have to prove that 33% of the final shooting script came from any of your materials, including treatments, screenplays, outlines, etc. That 33% is broken into four categories. I'm trying to remember this. It was a while back. But I think the categories are new and original characters, dialogue, scenes, and uh, shit, I forget the last one. But it's essentially the dramatic structure, maybe. It's Uh. something like that. Story kind of type things, Right. And then if you're any subsequent writer, you have to prove that over 50% of the final shooting script was uh, from any of your materials in order to get screenplay credit. Wow. So if you can't prove that, if you prove only 49%, however they mathematically determine that at the Almighty Writers Guild, um, then you don't get screenplay credit. So what happened in my case is two guys who did one of the most significant rewrites wound up fighting me and they were allocated screenplay credit Right. And they were added to story credit, and I got busted down to one-fourth of story credit. Wow. Uh, which was, you know, a complete absurdity in my mind because the movie's essentially the same. A lot of the jokes were changed, but it's like all the same characters, the same yeah. dramatic functions, yeah. the same basic ideas, so this, many of the same scenes. So this is the, the kind of battle that goes on behind the
0: scenes in Hollywood for writers all the time. And yeah. you never hear about this. And I, I should say, Chad, probably... Uh, you've written so many scripts and so many movies and screenplays that have been bought. or yeah, I've never made. Never Just made. thrown in the trash. And that's what I've I was trying. to have
1: made a career out of it.
0: Yeah, I was, that's
1: what I was trying to explain to people, that I, I've sold three shows in Hollywood. I have yeah. nothing to show for it. I, I don't know how many I've sold, dude. Yeah. I had a show on TV, on the air. Yeah. And still, like, not many people know about it. It was on NBC. Well, we should talk about that. Bad Judge, for right? season, yeah. Bad Judge. And you worked on that with Anne Heche. Yeah, the idea was originally kind of a kernel of an idea she had, which was, and it went through a production company uh, called Gary Sanchez, which is Adam McKay, Will Ferrell, their production company. Yeah. They were packaging it. They were looking for writers to help her develop the idea. I came in. They liked my take on it. We pitched the show, sold it to NBC. I went through numerous drafts of that initial pilot, getting notes from that production company, the studio it was at, and eventually the network. Ultimately, a year later, they decided to make the pilot and then order it to series after we found Kate Walsh, fantastic actress who came in to play the lead. Um, And then we put it on the air. And once it goes to the air, then you're dealing with a whole new set of problems where the network doesn't know exactly what it wants out of the show, but you have to hit a certain number to make the budget of the show worthwhile to them. And if you don't hit that number, things become very tricky. And then the network executives start disseminating all these notes that essentially tear your show apart. Right. The right. first note that I was given, for example, we've made the pilot. You think, well, all the main characters of the show will stay the same. That's wrong. They killed two of the main characters <laughs> who were in the original pilot before the second episode. Yeah. And then we had to edit them out of footage we already shot and try to make the pilot make sense. Yeah. Which obviously didn't work out
0: so well, as you can imagine. Yep. That, and, happens, uh, a that happens a lot. It happens a lot. I. I, I re- re- I made a pitch a, a while back. My, one of my big strategies is always, always throw in a red herring in my pitch, which is you know you you get a studio I do the same thing by the way yeah okay, yeah you have you to.
1: put in problems that seem so obvious you're like they'll figure this one out and yeah. then I can just <laughs> remove it and they'll be happy and I never wanted it in there anyway exactly yeah. yeah
0: I because studio executives absolutely dude yeah when you when you go to these meetings you'll you'll be sitting down in this room sometimes with 10, ten people ten fucking people and I, maybe one or two are the decision makers usually just one. And the rest are assistants, or assistants of two assistants, mm-hmm. or VP exec, development of VP of uh, whatever. And nobody, everybody, feels like they have to weigh in on your project, right? Sure.
1: Otherwise, they what's the point of their job? Why are they in that meeting? But even beyond that, it's it's the function of their job. Like you know, we shit on executives and stuff, but their job is actually virtually impossible, just the way it's set up. Yeah. So yes, they do a bad job in a lot of cases, but it's only because, especially at like a network level, they're in. 75 of those meetings to 80 of those meetings just on like the comedy side per development cycle so how many substantive notes can you give to anyone when you have to give notes on 80 fucking shows over the course of like a three-month period when those scripts are coming in right you're constantly rereading new drafts and trying like those notes always get boiled down to like, can we make the character more likable? Well, what do they really learn? Right. Because at the end of reading those many, that many scripts, you have no idea what you're even talking about. That that is a note I consistently
0: get when I'm pitching things like, mm, can you make this character more likable? Can yeah. you make it more? I, I'm like, I don't know. How the fuck is Cartman likable? He's he, he's on paper. He's I mean, uh, uh, uh just the shittiest the shittiest sure. human being. Somehow, South Park is a hit show. Well, it's
1: a subjective note also. Yeah. Likeable to who? It's yeah, like, like saying, that. can you just make this better? Well, what does that fucking mean? I think it's yeah. great. You know?
0: Yeah. Uh, can you make
1: it more appealing to me? Basically. Yeah, basically.
0: Well, um, yeah. So you worked with Anne Heche on that show. Yep. Bad Judge, For it was on for a season. And I, I noticed there was a lot of different directors on that,
1: on that show. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, That's just too. the
1: way I think most network TV works. It's kind of like in cable TV, it's starting to shift in a different direction where you're getting like auteur directors attaching to kind of like, you know... Weird, more arty kind of half hours, and even hour longs. Obviously, with stuff like True Detective and Carrie Fukunaga. But um I think in network TV, you just kind of have journeyman TV directors who go around from show to show, doing an episode here, an episode there, and they might stick on one show for a little bit of a run or whatever. Right. But and you also, uh, you also do a podcast. Uh, you've done, yeah, yeah, done it for a long time. It's called Ten Minute Podcast, with aka the- TMP, with my friends Will Sasso, Will Sasso and Sasso, Tommy right. Blacha, who created Metalocalypse. And was uh, a writer for the WWF back in like you know the Stone Cold era and stuff like that. So we just had on the, Conan.
0: We just had uh, Tommy Blatch's, uh, uh friend on uh, John Schnepp okay. on the show. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, yeah, they were cl- college roommates. They created Metalocalypse together. Tommy yeah. created most. He did most of the voices for the show, right? Yeah, Murderface, I think, being people's yeah. <laughs> most favorite. But yeah, yeah, he's yeah. great. He's fantastic. Yeah, that's really hilarious cool to- guy. Yeah, and you you've been longtime friends with Will Sasso as well. Yeah. Uh, Ten Minutes Podcast. I remember when that launched. It was about uh, two three years ago, right? No, dude, I think it was probably longer than
1: that. It used to be Will Sasso, Chris Dillian, Brian Callen. And then Brian and Chris kind of have gone off to do their own things. (laughs) And me and Tommy are, I guess, the, you know, the replacements at this point. But we've I feel like we've turned that podcast into something so strange that I've just never heard anything like it. It's 10 minutes. I feel like we're doing really weird shit on it, which to me is always fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's super interesting. Check it out, ten minute podcast. And Will Sasso, if you guys don't remember, he was on Mad TV, yeah.
1: a long time. And and uh, the Three Stooges movie. He was Curly in the most recent uh, Fairly Brothers Three Stooges. Movie. Yeah, a dead on recreation of Curly. I feel yeah. like chilling. Well, <laughs> the guys, Three Stooges chilling. <laughs> That's how they chilling,
0: it. chilling impression. Uh, well, guys, uh, moving on. I should. I have a huge, huge announcement. This is something I first announced two years ago and i am finally ready to announce it on the show today guys i finished my book congratulations yeah yeah no i finished i finally finished my book guys i turned it into the publisher there's been a long time coming yeah that's fantastic I, yeah a lot of people have been giving me shit about it fuck you fuck everyone who doubted me all the doubters mm-hmm. and haters i yeah. finished this thing this has been uh I think the, the most difficult project I've ever worked on in my life, uh, it's been, I've never worked on a book this long before. I think I used every, all the time I had to work on this book, actually uh, pretty efficiently on the actual book. Mm-hmm. I basically recreated my life's work in this book, and I'm going to announce it
1: finally Wait, to the so mailing list. are you group. saying the other books are inside this book? What do you mean? <laughs> I'm confused by you recreate your life's work in the book. Well, the other books are different. The other yeah. books are different from this book. This
0: okay. is also different from the other two books. Right. Uh every one of my books has been pretty pretty different. Uh the first one was the alphabet of manliness, yeah. uh, A to Z of manly stuff. And the second one was grading children's artwork. The yeah. entire book was 320 pages. Uh, originally it was 360 pages and my editor finally we we had to cut it down. We went back and forth for a long time and he's like, "Hey man, look. This is 320 pages of you shitting on kids." <laughs> we <laughs> We (laughs) we don't want to take it too far. Let's keep it at three twenty. Yeah, exactly. We can we can lose forty pages. I said, okay, fine. I could publish a short book of just email back and forth exchanges with my editor on things that we like, uh, you know, uh, different phrases and things that we wanted to change in the book, like donkey meat and uh, you know, dick hole and things like. Like we went down some really deep rabbit holes. Nine nine email threads Mm -hmm. on the definition of of. uh, I think I think I wrote once how to how to fuck yourself and we got into some really existential territory on, on what <laughs> yeah, it means well, to really a fuck. Yourself. question yeah so anyway uh the book is coming <laughs> if you guys I'm, I'm going to put a countdown timer on the website now i announced the mailing list a long time ago this i'm going to reveal the book to the mailing list first so sign up for the mailing list and i i am serious about pruning this mailing list i asked them a question i said why do you deserve to be on this mailing list and if people sass me if they give me a shitty little response, you know, they're a little too sarcastic. Mm-hmm. I cut them. I cut them from the fucking man. I don't give a shit. A vengeful God. But anyway, that's coming. And also, I should announce that, uh, you know, we have the contest still ongoing for the best fan art or music of the week. I think we're going to do this weekly or monthly. I'm not sure. But you get nine Mad Bucks for bonus episodes. It's enough for three bonus episodes ah, on the shit. Network. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hell yeah.
0: Get some mad sex. Get that cheddar. We should talk about the debate last week, guys. All right, Chad, you weren't here, so I'll, I'll give you a, a quick recap. Right. The president of Iceland made a flippant and foolish, I would say, statement about banning pineapple on pizza. So mm. the debate last week was, is pineapple an acceptable topping? The audience voted with a 63% vote. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. 63%? 63%. So there were 37% of the people that were just outraged by even the thought of someone liking pineapple on their pizza? Yeah
0: unacceptable is what they voted. 37% unreasonable people.
2: In all fairness to Jesse, yeah. though, he had a really good argument. Which was what, Mikey? I'm not saying what it is. I'm just saying if I was a Jesse fan, I probably would have voted against it too. Hey, look, I'll just boil it down to this.
0: Jesse doesn't like fruit. He thinks that fruit is candy for adults.
2: But he, that's just his
1: preference. Yeah, that's his preference. Who gives a fuck? Everybody yeah. put whatever you want on your pizza. Who cares?
0: Hey, there you go. Ch- right? Chad should I mean, be the president of Iceland. I would love to be. We could put that to vote. Uh, And then. (laughs) In Iceland? In Iceland. Perfect. But uh, speaking of voting, I I posed another question to the audience last week, which is is pepperoni shitty or Uh super shitty? Mm -hmm. And with a 65% vote, the audience voted shitty. Oh. Yeah. Oh. All right. <laughs> That's <laughs> shitty. <laughs> Finally, settled that debate. Right. Okay. Pepperoni is shitty. The audience The audience voted.
1: voted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so far right. we've got uh super violence. Yes. I think we got super Hitler too. No, like, we got super what? violence. What the fuck is super I think like Trump is super Hitler. Super <laughs> Where and then there's regular Hitler from back in the day, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And then we've got um now super Holy shitty su- toppings Super super
0: intelligence, super super, super intelligence, right. Yeah, super yeah. violence. Yeah. Chad, mm-hmm. super violence is defined as regular violence mm-hmm. plus verbal violence so
1: that's super no violence. super violence is when you hit somebody according to you in that episode no it's like you you uh, stretch the definition of violence so far that like looking at somebody or 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 talking shit became like violence and then you added super violence. Anyway, we had a we had a debate about this shit. I, you had a debate. I, I just kind of hung myself in the corner until the the the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the belt ripped and I fell down and had it to come work. back the next week. A failed suicide attempt is keeping you here. It yeah. was auto-erotic, actually. yeah. I thought it was a jerk. suicide attempt. Sorry. Yeah, no.
0: He was it's... having a quick jerk. But yeah, uh, no, I get it. Anyway, we got a lot of different uh, phrases we've coined on this on okay. the show. But moving on, we should we. I have some voicemail. I have so many voicemail. From last week, this has been one of the most contentious debates we've had on the show. And and keep in mind, we did have a a debate on whether or not it's okay to punch a Nazi on the show.
1: Well, I also just heard the phrase "super Hitler" thrown around, so I'm I'm assuming there was also some contentious debate around that.
0: But I'm glad—I'm glad that um, you know, again, 65%. This is a huge mandate for me and my beliefs that pepperoni is a shitty filler meat and it's garbage. It's—it shouldn't be on anything. And uh, 35% voted that it was super shitty. So there you go. All right, uh, here's some voicemail. This is uh this is a caller who called in on the very first show on the best debate in the universe. She's calling in again. What's this?
4: Hello, Maddox. This is your mother.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus You're Christ.
4: more handsome, much more successful brother. Yes it did I add you on Instagram and follow you. Only for me to find pictures of many of my favorite celebrities. With fallacies on their faces, <laughs> with Maddox. The penises. Oh. First, you talk about me on your podcast, <laughs> not radio show. <coughs> then the Hillary Clinton pictures, and now this. My beloved Jimmy Kimball, with a penis on his face. Maddox, where did your father and I go wrong? Why are you like this? I can't believe this. We did not raise you this way. Why? Oh,
1: I like the music she's listening Why to. It's fantastic. to this kind of music. Yeah.
3: Oh, <laughs> Lord. Oh. 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 Oh, oh shit. Oh, oh, I know, man.
1: You're really ruining people's oh, lives. Oh, Is she crying? What's going on? Oh. oh, oh. Ooh. <laughs> is this a prayer <laughs> it's an armenian prayer no, for your son
0: <laughs> it's a, just a lot just a prolonged cry that she oh, has when she leaves a me voicemail. To wow. God. Yeah, yeah just a uh, just a nice way, way to shout. go so uh, on oscars night i do this thing every year called the coskers uh where i drop penises on on the pictures of the faces on the oscars mm. and uh yeah i did and this year was no difference i did one on jimmy kimmel He was uh, holding a mic that I replaced with a big black cock. I thought it was, um, yeah, very appropriate. My mom. I agree. Yeah, my mom offended. Uh, Here's another one. Raka, this one's for you, I believe. Oh. Listen to this.
4: Raka, you idiot. Oh, boy. (laughs) Pineapple is not citrus. It's not? Fuck. (laughs)
1: Ah! I
4: can't hear him. Also, Maddox, thank you for justifying anchovies as a justifiable pizza topping. It is my go-to. There you go. That is all.
0: Yeah, Raka, a uh, couple of people called you out because they said that you said pineapple was yeah. citrus. It's not? No.
1: I mean, it's like an orange. Mm.
0: It is acidic.
1: I'll give you that. I mean, it's it's a fucking citrus fruit.
0: Uh, I don't...
1: Look, it, you get no. to fucking redefine everything and create new words every fucking day. <laughs> I can't fucking point it. out that pineapple is citrus. And no, we can't look it up because some fuck somewhere decided once upon a time that it's not citrus. But he was wrong. There you go. Ruckus Yo, we're going to arrange a uh, meet and greet with all these uh, anti-citrus listeners, and I'm going to fight each and every one of them.
0: Anti-citrites.
1: Is what Anti-citrites. We're like, oh. yeah.
0: here's, uh, here's another one. This, uh, we also talked about the end of the last episode, that guy, the, uh, the supposed, chi- he's a chiropractor, uh-huh. uh, uh, quackery, but he, he invented this lipstick, Chad, I don't know if you heard about this, but it's basically- <laughs> No, it's, sure it's, it's It's glue. <laughs> It's basically just glue okay. that you glue your vagina shut <laughs> when, you, when you have a period. And that's how that's supposed to replace pads and tampons. But uh, here's It's a, here's... kind of like
1: the Diva Cup. Do you know of the Diva Cup?
0: No. Uh, is that the same thing? It's a
1: cup that you insert into your vagina while on your period. Oh, it sounds horrible. But this, this is a similar a... thing. But sewing or gluing your vagina shut seems like it is not safe or uh, yeah medically sound. Well, we had a couple of women weigh in on this. Listen to this.
4: Hey, guys. So, Jesse's argument against pineapple seems to be that it is a fruit and therefore doesn't belong on a pizza. But guess what else is a fucking fruit? Tomatoes and olives. Oh, shit. Oh, so that's kind of bullshit. Nah. So that yes. weird menstrual nah. lipstick stuff, fuck, no. I've put a lot of weird shit on and about my labia. That will not be one of them. Huh. Um, Maddox, I love you. Recca, I love you. Uh, you guys are. Bye.
0: That was friend of the show, longtime caller, good friend of mine, Ella Darling. She's fantastic. Also, let
1: me, let me ask yeah. you this, if I may: Would you guys glue your piss hole shut? Would I glue my piss hole shut for a for a scientific experiment, Chad? Yeah, okay. I, I am a pee scientist. No, mm-hmm.
2: because only good things come out of it. I was just trying mm, okay, to
1: Mikey. find <laughs> some equivalence. It doesn't really exist, but I was trying to find some kind of you know.
0: We got, we're know. got we got to, we gotta we gotta really wrong? delve into this, Mikey. That's what not, you, you know. think? Only good things come out of your pee hole. I think that all, there's there's three things that come out of your pee hole. One of them is when you're dying.
1: What's the third thing?
0: Yeah, it's when you're dying. What's that? It's the same thing that comes out of women monthly. Uh, <laughs> you don't want that. What, what? is that? It, it's it's blood. Is it, is it blood? It's hold blood. on. It's
2: hold menstrual. on. What?
1: Is it blood? Yeah. Menstrual blood comes out of your penis. Not when menstrual you die. blood.
2: <laughs> if blood comes out of your not penis, <laughs> blood. you're doing something wrong. <laughs> you're doing something
1: wrong. <laughs> is right. it
2: actual blood?
1: No, four things come out of
0: your penis, okay? Well, no, there's four. There's what four. What the fuck is happening? There's. there's, there's there's jizz, obviously. obviously. Okay, that's the first thing. That's the most frequent. None and of then- <laughs> us would be here without it. <laughs> no, of us. No, and then there's there's uh, pee, urine, of course. Mm, urine, yeah. Okay. And then uh, if you're dying, blood. And then uh, also kidney stones. I was oh, right. Kidney These, stones. So yeah. four things come out of your penis. Mikey, you said there's nothing... Everything comes out of your penis is good.
2: There was an asterisk next to it. Oh, okay. You have All to right. follow the mm-hmm. footnotes. All right, thank you. Wait, for so correct.
1: every man who dies pisses blood in the final moment? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> With a kidney stone. No, not oh every man. Not every man. Some, it's some. Just sometimes it happens. Sometimes it okay. happens, yeah. well, And And uh, right. also, by the way... Um, I, olives and tomatoes are not really fruit. They are. I mean, they're bruised. they grow. On, I also in the interim googled that pineapple thing. It is not citrus. It's, yeah. it's citrus, dude. Are you gonna <laughs> believe whatever Google tells you? By yeah. the way, Did I mean, but I mean see, tomatoes and olives. <laughs> yes. They're they're like vegetables that grow on trees. Oh, okay. tomato
2: right. being a fruit is like Pluto being a planet. Exactly, it's not
1: happened. Like by
0: by the way, last it's you just anymore. mentioned the fruit thing. Okay, Chad. In the last episode, I mentioned that a, a big thing of mine. I'm into exotic fruits. And w- when my most respected guests come over, sometimes I give them fruit, like yeah. my most exotic fruit. Like, hey, try this. This is something you've never tried before. Here, you, 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 monkey, you ape, that uh, you, you, uneducated, uncultured. Right. Like, Expanding I'm trying to enlighten the their- horizons. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, of your in. most honored guest. Yeah, nice way. Just- <laughs> You're my
1: most honored guest. I think you are so fucking stupid. You don't no. know what an orange <laughs> is, though. Yeah. So why don't you try eating one? So I got. I so, I got deluged with
0: so many text messages from friends of mine who are like, hey, man, you've never offered me fruit at your house. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I got so many, including our very own Rucka Rucka Ali in studio today. Mm-hmm. Rucka, my bottom commanding lieutenant moderator. Yeah, I do respect you. And I, and I realized I did offer you some, some strange and exotic fruit. When? A couple of weeks ago. I offered, no. I offered Rucka Rucka. some kumquats
1: i would have i would no you didn't i I would have eaten them you didn't anything that starts with cum i'm i'm ready all right moving on
0: (laughs) like so many of my friends so many of my friends reach out saying that i've never offered them fruit i you know what guys rucka is literally eating an orange that is a cara cara orange right now yeah
1: it looks like a grapefruit but it's it tastes like an orange it tastes
0: fantastic you know why It's, it's a it's an orange by the way guys if you guys go to the grocery stores right stop Fucking up your life with navel oranges. You're wasting your time. It's a waste of chews. Mikey's shaking no. his head. No. You like navel?
2: I think everybody likes navel. I think that's weird for you to do that. Okay. We're
0: gonna put it th- um, we're gonna put it to the test. I'm gonna ask the audience if if navel oranges are shitty or super shitty. We'll see You're next shady. week. So uh, <laughs> what's this one called? Kara. Now oh, yeah, stop wasting your life with navel oranges by Kara Kara. Mm. Now, Kara, Cara, I believe, is is the they made some kind of weird uh blend with strawberries somehow. Sometimes they mm. do you know, genetic, genetic splicing things. Yeah, all for yeah. it. This it sucks. Really support. It doesn't suck it out it's of you. It's
1: like it's like a poor man's orange.
0: Oh, Raka's devouring this orange slice. All right, here's another voicemail. Uh, again, about the labia lipstick. Listen to this.
5: Hi, as a longtime female listener, I wanted to call in and say that that pussy feeling <laughs> lipstick, that's supposed to help with periods, is bullshit. And most of the articles I've seen about it pretty much say the same thing, with women snarkly sneering at it because tampons work because they absorb all the blood that's coming out, but if you just seal off the lips, it's gonna, um, if not overflow, become cramped up, and long story short, it's unhealthy. So, yeah, that guy's retarded.
0: Yeah, there you go. From a female listener, she would not glue her vagina. Shirt. You got triggered, Chad? I did, yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> a, it's a bad idea. Here's another one. Speaking of bad ideas, listen to this caller. <laughs>
4: Hey, uh, this is Colin about last week's episode about Rucka saying that, uh, oh. Armenians didn't fucking invent shit. <laughs> I'm fucking wrong. I looked it up. Maddox is so right. Yeah. Uh, just to name a few big ones. Let's uh, go. you know, Positron Emission Tomography. Yeah, oh, I was an yeah. Armenian. I use uh, that every you know, day. All those concrete drum mixers you see driving around LA. That's an what? Armenian. Stefan what? Stefanian, whatever the fuck Armenian kind of name that is. Uh, what? ATM. Concrete you ever heard of that, Rucka? Yeah, ATM.
1: Probably mm-hmm. not. At your no, floor. I've never heard of those. Um,
4: and you know, the biggest one, Obviously, is the
0: Armenian genocide like other than the Jews? Oh, the wait,
1: they invented that. Holy shit,
0: an entire like okay, conspiracy okay. about their entire race being wiped out. Like, okay, you incredible. know what? Fuck you, wrong so, <laughs> piece of shit. Yeah. He, he, and I don't know, I'm not sure if you guys caught that. He said, Other than the Jews, that are the only other race or, or people who've invented a, a conspiracy about it's not a fucking conspiracy, well, shithead. Hmm. It fucking happened. Both co- holocausts happen, you fuck. And also, we're not the only two people. There was the Rwandan genocide too, more recently in the, the 90s. what? The Rwandan genocide. Yeah, but I no,
1: but uh, it happened. Yeah, I mean, nope. it was the nineties. No. It was a, <laughs> it. Was, you it know. was the free the freewheeling. It was 90s. not not a lot happening that decade. All right, if like nine eleven happened in the nineties, probably nobody would spend too much time talking about Rwanda. It was it was, it was a boring decade. We had we, there was not there, there, there was genocide happening every fucking day. In third world countries. Uh, mm. Yeah, human misery and suffering, I think, is the default state of most people on the planet.
0: Guys, there are defined... Genocide is a defined thing. And not sure. everything is a, de- a genocide. You know, uh, you know, if you wake up and you're you're feeling kind of groggy. That's that's <laughs> that's my personal genocide. That's your pers- that's your personal genocide. Okay, Sorry, now we've genocide got
1: genocide, today. and then super, super genocide. genocide is when you actually <laughs> kill somebody. Right, By the way, yeah. shocking that the Armenians invented the ATM. Shocking that the people that always carry around big wads of cash at all times invented the. Uh, the technology that would enable them to do so. Well, you got to. Sometimes yes. you invent your own currency,
0: like That's Mad right. Bucks, yeah. right? You, got, you make those mad stacks yeah. on Madcast Media. Uh, here's, here's another caller. Speaking of the genocide, listen to this guy.
4: All right, I had to pause the podcast. going am going to settle this this fight. What have all Armenians invented? How about two Armenians that invented Maddox? And then that one Armenian went out and made the best page in the universe Yeah, made yeah. the best debate in the universe the best show in the universe the best things in the universe have come from armenia Armenian. you mm-hmm. motherfucker well yeah that's right you're welcome i'm on your side maddox
1: talk to you later keep y- up the great yeah universe. no i i agree he uh maddox basically invented the internet yeah. um by the way i think what i said was not many inventions have come out of that part of the world in the last recent history oh, is what i'm for, saying
0: except for positron tomography Did, were they in armenia when they came up with it where does it fucking matter where they are it, because the i'm not racist
1: i'm not saying the armenian race is incapable of inventing things look at steve jobs he's syrian like you he fucking invented the greatest phone of all time i'm, I'm holding it syrian, right now it's called the an iphone, iPhone 6 <laughs> thank you steve
0: Jobs, for the iphone 6 what i just realized i could have been calling it the iphone sucks this entire time instead wow. of the iphone 6 well Ah, missed opportunity. Anyway, yeah. uh, here's uh, here's another call.
4: Maddox, I gotta call you out on your claim that pizza absolutely has to have toppings to be enjoyable. Ooh. I'm not against toppings being on pizza, Ooh. but I can at least appreciate a pizza without them. Ooh. And nobody's denying that cheese does not qualify as a topping. What? So I don't nobody's know why denied- you brought that up. Pizza is absolutely fine to eat with just bread, cheese, and tomato sauce. Ooh. What are you gonna say next, Maddox? That coffee isn't coffee unless it has milk and sugar? Ooh. There's a reason why you don't hear people in New York saying that toppings are necessary on pizza. <laughs> you probably need toppings on your pizza because <laughs> no the people who make your pizza suck at it. Also, I don't know how you can think pineapple on pizza is good. What exactly is it about a warm, savory pizza <laughs> <laughs> makes you think? Oh, he just countered you know his own argument. in one. A sweet, yeah. acidic, gelatinous, juicy fruit on top of it. Gelatinous? Jesse has a lot of wrong opinions about food, but he wins his debate. Rucka, thank you for telling Maddox that his opinion on a pizza is just 100% wrong.
1: I I don't remember, but I probably said that.
0: Okay, that guy's an idiot. Uh, He's defending plain cheese pizza. Guy, that's three ingredients, you moron. That's bread, cheese, and sauce. You're a fucking child. You're a fucking child. And oregano,
1: and garlic.
0: What? That's the sauce. The sauce counts as one ingredient.
1: What? Yeah. Why, why does oregano count as part of the sauce, but not the cheese and the topping?
0: Well, because when you order uh, pizza, Rucka, you don't order. Uh, yeah, could I get, um, let's see, could I get crust and could I get some crushed tomatoes? And can you add a little bit of olive and garlic to that sauce? Oh, I if I may. So it's if an it,
1: ingredient, but not a super ingredient. <laughs> 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 All right. I, right. I feel kind of like cheese pizza is the atheism of pizzas. It's the null state. It's the, this is good enough. Reality is fine for me. I don't need to lay these layers over at the Domino's. I, I agree. It's, I agree. It's for, I agree it's for that, children. I agree that pepperoni <laughs> is like the god of toppings. Yeah, the, the vanilla. You get the fuck out of here with the, the vanilla of pizza. Yeah.
0: Okay. Here's a, here's another caller. Hi Maddox.
4: I worked at Domino's Pizza Australia for a year, and I can tell you that pineapples do belong on a pizza. Yeah. As much as it hurts, but I know that you also don't like pepperoni, right? I thought I should explain to you how we prepare and put the pa- pineapple onto the pizza. Hmm. So we get a jar, not a jar sorry, we get like a, a, a tin can and then you gotta <laughs> fucking open the cunt and then once you get the cunt open, you put it into a bane but um, yeah no, I, I think Jesse from Pot Awful was absolutely fucking wrong on this one and he doesn't know shit about fucking pizza he worked in subway if the episode was about subway sandwiches yeah. i'm sure he'd do a good fucking job but he works at fucking subway when did oh, wait, Jesse no, he work at Subway? subway. <laughs> yeah no even worse he makes coffee why would he know about anything about fucking uh about fucking pizza yeah. He's a, he was a barista right if, if this was at coffee right that would make more fucking sense but it wasn't it was about fucking pizza. Ask someone who actually goes to fucking Domino's or Pizza Hut or any other fucking pizza stores about pineapple on fucking pizza.
0: Wow. Fuck. All right. Good job defending the episode, by the way, but also Pepperoni <laughs> does belong on a pizza. Fuck you. Punch yeah. it up. Oh, mm. lost me at the end there. Wow. With so
1: the clearly he worked at uh, Domino's, Domino's corporate. corporate. Well, my yeah. only question is, can your shitty Domino's pizza arrive within 30 minutes when your method of transportation is a fucking kangaroo? <laughs>
0: oh man, that's on not the a diss on
1: you, caller. I like you. I don't, I don't. I don't like Domino's. Yeah.
0: Domino's is fantastic pizza. My Domino's is shit. Domino's I shit. I hate it. You hate do- you hate Domino's, Chad?
1: Yeah, but I still eat it probably Trigger. once a week. Okay, I just got just triggered because hard. of. Uh, Ease. It's you know? easy. It's fucking yeah. Stockholm. That, it's syndrome. that app. It's that fucking it. app. Delicious. It's it good. It is pizza. Not delicious.
0: It's fine. What do you? You yeah. know what you're ordering wrong? Are you ordering pepperoni or just plain cheese? Uh, no. I usually get like <laughs> two options. I mean, I can't believe we're not getting into this, but I usually get some <laughs> kind of vegetarian pizza. <laughs> oh. Some fucking a, peppers on it. That's, yeah. The, yeah. Problem. That's the, the problem. That's vegetarian. Yeah. Here's uh, here's one last caller, and then we got to get to the debate. Listen to this,
5: I'm fucking idiot rocker. <laughs>
0: everybody,
5: everybody, dress nicer. On Earth, fuck you. Eat less hamburg. Fuck you.
4: Listen. Okay, who gives a shit about fat people or people that dress badly? Okay,
5: when there's fucking stars exploding in shit in
1: space. Yeah, you're dumb. Mm -hmm. Maddox is always right. Yeah, Yeah. he is. Fuck you. Yeah, I agree with that. He's right, but I'm super right. Listen. (laughs) Listen guys, I get it, all right? Space is cool and there's stars in it, all right? Maybe there's even aliens. But here's the thing, guys. There's something you're going to have to face at some point in your life is that a geographical change you're still going to be stuck with you, man. Wherever you go, that's where you are. You can go to Mars, you can go to another galaxy, you can go to the moon, wherever the fuck you go, man, you're still going to have to deal with those crippling insecurities. So how about we all just fucking work together and work alone and work on making our life the best it could be here on the planet that gave us life because eventually we all die on this planet if we don't get off it yeah what about this is space not gonna also like implode or whatever No, maybe but not as quickly as our planet uh, our planet
0: is going to be consumed in under what a billion well? years, <laughs> no, yeah. Time I is
1: relative, irrelevant. Yeah.
0: Well, NASA estimates at about fifty thousand years. Which, by the way, guys, this mm-hmm. this topic leads us into. Oh fuck! The debate. I'm ready. I, that got me going so fucking yeah, fast. Good. That motors on. Here wow. we go. We're oh, all shit. fucking dead. All We're right. all fucking dead. Here we go. Because, uh, but first, I should mention. So, coming up at the end of the show, we've got some quick news headlines. As always, joining again this week is my power bottom commanding lieutenant yeah. moderator Rukerak Ali. Let's hear his buzzer. <laughs> And Chad, let's hear your buzzer. All right, that is Chad's buzzer. If either of these two fine gentlemen hear anything I say that they disagree with, if I make a logical contradiction, if I make a mistake, it's never happened before. But if I do, they're free to to buzz me on the podcast. Yeah. All right. But moving on this. to the debate this week. With the passing of Brexit last year, which, by the way, I, I should mention that the British pound has not rebounded, as some people predicted. It's mm-hmm. still at a $1.23 to the, to the U.S. dollar. It was about $1.50. You guys fucked up. Anyway, with the with the passing of Brexit, with Trump being elected into office against all odds, and crazy headlines every day, like the president of Iceland threatening to ban pineapple as a pizza topping, <laughs> it's making lots of people feel uneasy about the future. Yes. So, the debate this week is, what is the most likely doomsday scenario? Okay. How will it end? Now now's your chance to vote on our website, madcastmedia.com. I'm going to go up against Chad here. We're going to propose some doomsday scenarios. And I think the debate is going to be whether, like, who has a more likely scenario? Who pitched a more likely scenario? Mm -hmm. So, Chad, as our guest this week, I'm going to give you first stab at it. What do you think? What do you think is the most likely doomsday scenario?
1: I think it's a combination of two things. One, results from automation of global labor, labor forces that's going to result, I think, ultimately, in global economic collapse. So, you're going to start seeing people fighting for water, et cetera, et cetera. I'd say three things really actually are kind of like a part of it. It's our unwillingness to globalize, which is it has to happen or we all die. It's uh, global economic collapse, the end of money and our unwillingness to kind of create a new system that can handle the burden of humanity's existence without money because we're so uh, entrenched in it at this point. Then you've also got climate change, which is raising the sea levels. They predict, scientists predict, within 100 years, there'll be 300 uh, human beings displaced from coastal cities that'll have to move more inland. And then, like I said, you have this fear of globalization that has led to all of these kind of populist political movements around the world that gave us Donald Trump. The, and Donald Trump in office, when you have somebody like Kim Jong-un, you know, potentially months away from having an intercontinental ballistic missile delivering a nuclear payload anywhere he wants in the world, I, I just think that there's a nuclear war there's at least going to be a nuclear warhead detonated in our lifetimes somewhere in a populated area, and that world is a terrifying world. And when we wake up that next day and realize that we're now living in a place where nuclear weapons are being used and sea levels are rising and global economic collapse is certain, I think that's it for kind of modern society. Okay, those are three
0: very interesting theories, Chad. Thank you. Uh, And we should talk about, the most interesting one I want to talk about (laughs) is globalization because it is a big boogeyman that a lot of people are afraid of now i should uh i'll mention some common end of world scenarios that people have pitched out there okay a uh, nuclear holocaust is yep. is out there again and as always there's the regular holocaust uh the armenians and the jews and the rwandans and then there is <laughs> now i'm going to i'm going to pitch this oh well, and there's a greek on.
2: holocaust too mikey's pointing to himself mikey no one ever talks about it because of the goddamn armenian when was that <laughs> Mikey, my dad talks about it, and that's all I need to know. Oh, well, poor these Armenians, these these
0: attention hogs. The Armenians, who every fucking year there's a new <laughs> Armenian Holocaust movie. I'm sorry that we've like drowned out the Greek Holocaust. <laughs> oh man, people are tired of those Armenian Holocaust movies. When was the uh, Greek Holocaust? Yeah, it
2: was. It was in the early 1900s.
0: All right, early 1900s. That's right around the same time as the Armenian genocide. Was it the
1: Turks also? It was the Turks to Definitely. the Greeks
2: fucking Uh, ottoman
0: empire at it again fucking ottomans all right but (laughs) moving on look i'm gonna i'm gonna put this out there before we go on with this debate yeah automatic disqualifier is the zombie holocaust all right of course i'm not gonna i'm not gonna entertain that bullshit on this show yes all right good we all agree on that uh no zombie holocaust and then uh you know another common one is the plague the plague is kind of a roll of the dice type thing we could you know the black death happened
1: i feel like the i feel like the plague is like it's a very long shot at this point it's plagued out am i right yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, what was what was the black plague? The bubonic plague? I mean, I know what it is. I mean, I've heard of it obviously, yeah. but like um w- looking back now with what we know now scientifically and medically, like was it just like a common cold no. that they didn't know how to deal with?
0: No, it is a it is I think it's bacterial or is environmental. I'm, I'm not exactly
1: sure what it, it is, but it, it still was, exists every once in a while they yeah. find it in like an animal or something.
0: In Santa yeah. Monica, California, they found yeah. they found the uh I think they found a squirrel or something something out there some one is either either a squirrel or a chipmunk had the plague a plague carrier it yeah. was a squirrel chad because i remember it now chad i don't know if
1: you guys know this he is the greatest squirrel photographer in the world that's yeah, correct this is uh, oh. this is something now chad uh, so I'm chad really not even up for debate at this point my body no. of work i think is so extensive that no one can come close yeah even in a lifetime you're the
0: ansel adams of uh, squirrel photography i think so uh the so chad and i have something in common actually when I, I used to live in an apartment where the squirrel would come up to my window every day and over over the course of months I, I started feeding feeding the squirrel and mm. befriending you know, like you like you have, Chad Chad, Absolutely. by the way, has, has befriended the squirrel, the squirrel family, the squirrel babies, everything. And the squirrel kept coming up to me. And that's right around the time I read this headline. That they <laughs> about <laughs> about <laughs> the plague? About the plague. <laughs> and I thought, oh, yeah, you're yeah. going to see this huge spike in the 14th century of, like, deaths. And then, like, one little blip in, like, 2010 <laughs> yeah. of one idiot exactly. <laughs> who got bit by a squirrel. You're not afraid of that, though, the, the black death. I've, I've been
1: bit by a squirrel. I got a tetanus shot, and here I stand.
0: Okay, so that was not a carrier, okay. thankfully. But the no. bubonic <laughs> plague, uh, uh, to answer your question, <laughs> killed 30 to
1: 60% of Europe's total population. Yeah, that wasn't my question. What, what's your question is what was it
0: it's either it's either viral or bacterial it was carried on rat or fleas fleas that that uh, bit rats I, that okay. had okay
1: i get it I, yeah. I i'm familiar it spread and killed a lot of people i i'm aware of the story the supposed plague the alleged plague oh I'm saying, we got a plague uh, truther on the show yeah. but my question is now knowing what we know now Yes. What was it? Was it a fever? Like, was it just some disease that I can a, tell you a few antibiotics you today could solve? Because if one squirrel in Santa Monica is carrying it around, and every and life goes on for everyone else, obviously it's it was a it caused all the damage it did because of the ignorance of the people at that time. Well, so Chad, 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 has this. We I just pulled up about about the, the Wikipedia. Yeah, go ahead. Bubonic plague is one of three types of bacterial infection caused by Yersinia pestis. Uh, three to seven days after exposure to the bacteria, flu-like symptoms develop. This includes fever, headaches, and vomiting. Swollen and painful lymph nodes occur in the area closest to where the bacteria entered the skin. Occasionally, swollen lymph nodes may break open.
0: Yeah, and these uh, these lymph nodes that swole, I think they called them buboes. That's why it's called the bubonic plague. And they'd happen a, a lot of times around your crotch, I believe. And you would have these like big swelling lumps down near your crotch. Uh, and it was a really painful and terrible way to go.
1: Okay. Yeah. If anyone at home understands what the fuck I'm asking, uh, call us yes. in. The num- antibiotics num- can take care of it. Okay. Is what I'm reading. Vaccines yeah. have been found to be right. very useful. Uh, oh, have so, not been found to be very useful. Sorry, not- so it's just antibiotics. But antibiotics, you know that shit you get in ten minutes from the fucking doctor's office. Uh, okay, right. Okay. Right. So oh, what-, what we're what we're now then pressed with, if you want to take bubonic plague into the uh, debate here. Do you think there's going to be some kind of an illness, bacterial, viral, or otherwise, which we will not have the knowledge and technology to care, or that we? But we've already seen things like this happen: bird flu. What was uh, the Zika virus? It killed a few people. That's right. What there was one? There was one last year that I can't remember the name of, where the um, Ebola. Ebola. Yeah, uh, yeah. (laughs) I can't remember Ebola. They Uh,
0: they they usually find cures or some kind of vaccine to most of these viral
1: almost epidemic. immediately yeah and treat it like yeah. everybody says like this is it it's a pandemic mm-hmm. it's gonna erase the world and then yeah. we cure it within like a month as the guy with the literally literally the most viewed Ebola related video on YouTube that's, oh, that's true, true. You look this up I, true. I, I that makes me somewhat of an expert on this <laughs> yeah and yeah it didn't kill that many people
0: Ebola did not kill that it many did people. not kill
1: too many people it a lot of hysteria
0: it scared a lot of
1: idiots a yeah, lot of it's dung, scared, it
0: scared scared people. Slovenly people, the people who would be scared of Ebola are not welcome. Well, to it's a painful fruits.
1: way to go if you do get it, but it just—I yeah. don't know. I actually honestly stopped paying attention, so I don't really know how that story wrapped up.
0: I think I think we do know how that story wraps up. It's a ruck wrap up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, th- thankfully, that's not my biggest theory. Okay. My, mine personally, asteroids. Yeah, asteroids and comet impacts. Huge, huge problem. Now, here's the thing. We know we know that an asteroid impact wiped out the dinosaurs. Yeah.
1: The, the most powerful creatures that ever walked this earth next to me. Okay, you keep on naming problems that people couldn't solve at the time. Like the plague. Nobody knew how to solve simple diseases. The dinosaurs didn't know how to recognize that a meteor was coming their way and send out a rocket to, send, to, to knock it out of the way.
2: Or be, yeah. even beyond
1: the rocket, they didn't know how to preserve their... Not even that they had a cultural society. They didn't have higher intellect like we do you know we've already taken steps like storing seeds in that uh repository whatever the fuck that thing's called the ark or whatever you know what i'm talking about the scientology center the- <laughs> <laughs> no. there's a there's some scientific endeavor that's happening right now it's a giant concrete bunker like set in a mountain somewhere remote that houses all the seeds of every known plant on the universe oh so that if we do have something like an asteroid hit we could potentially rebuild um, and I think we have taken steps and would, if we know that we're on a collision course with an asteroid, we would take certain steps to at least preserve some element of humanity that would allow it to potentially again flourish. But I don't think we would be extinct from it necessarily. Hmm. Unless it was obviously as big as the Earth or some shit like that. Yeah. If it's a complete obliteration.
0: Well, interesting theory, Chad,
1: but incredibly
0: wrong. Uh, oh. here's, no, that's and- <laughs> right.
1: I, I'm going to okay. fucking Google this shit,
0: too. No, I know. I know. Look, if we see an asteroid coming, of course, we might. Yeah. We might have a shot at intercepting it, assuming that we don't have problems with uh, different countries worrying that we're going to launch nukes into space or whatever it is, right? We might have a shot at it. But the problem with a lot of these asteroids is that they're black bodies and we can't detect them. Sometimes, oftentimes, we miss these asteroids until after they've passed Earth, sometimes by... Uh, you know, just a few million miles or a few million kilometers, uh, which isn't that far, which isn't that far. It, it's, it's too close for comfort. A lot. What do you
1: times. mean? I thought we found a bunch of planets in like some far off universe. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: that's, that's because we're looking for them, but huh. we're, I mean, we are looking for asteroids, but a lot of times we can't see them because not hmm. enough light bounces. Yeah. But we'll, we'll see it in
1: time. <laughs> you yeah. hope. Um, I, I agree with you that that's, it's certainly one of the, the ways that it could end. Human civilization is what we're talking about. The world ending in quotes just means the complete collapse of human civilization. Right. That we're reverted to a walking dead scenario or worse, a uh, reign of fire.
0: Well, if if an asteroid impacts us, right, and it's a it's an yeah. Apollo, these are called Apollo asteroids. They are the types of asteroids that wiped out the dinosaurs. These would launch enough dust into the atmosphere that it would kill agriculture on Earth. Mm-hmm. We would we would have mass starvation, famine, we'd have riots everywhere, there'd be fire cities would be on fire cats and dogs living together it'd be pure chaos yeah uh if that happened i think that's that's something that uh you know we're long overdue an asteroid of that size generally speaking uh astronomers have estimated hits earth once every hundred thousand years Mm -hmm. it's been about seven hundred thousand or more years since we've had that happen to us so we're long overdue it's just a matter of time it's going to happen it's an inevitability
1: well, I will say this. I, I think society is moving very quickly towards some kind of major break point. You know, Kardashev scale, I assume. What's the Kardashev scale? Uh, it's a scale that was developed by the scientist whose last name was Kardashev that talks about uh, sentient civilizations. And I think if I'm remembering it right, it breaks it into four categories. Zero, one or five. Categories. Oh, type Zero, 1. one yeah. two, three, I do know four. that scale. Yeah, we are a type one, right? <clears throat> right. Yeah. Uh, the types, basically are you can harness none of the power on your planet. Right. You can harness the natural resources on your planet, you right. can harness the thermal energy from the core of your planet to you can harness the, I think the power of your solar system and then your galaxy and then your universe or something. I think, like I that. think it goes po- up and up. I think the power of the sun is one of those it's yeah a type it's two like civilization.: type three or something like that, or type two Whatever yeah, Type it is, two but, is
0: I, I believe type two is, a, is the type of civilization that harnesses the the it consumes suns, right. basically stars, and one such way is a Dyson sphere which mm-hmm. is a sphere that you create around the sun that
1: basically captures all of its Correct. solar energy, right? So at each, I, if I'm remembering this right, and I may not be, but at each one of those kind of breakpoints when a society is trying to get into the next phase, there are obviously huge fucking decisions that have to be made and the society will either collapse before making it to that phase or it will make it into that phase. And I think we do have a lot of kind of conflicting technologies, a lot of environmental factors that are contributing to kind of like bad shit that's happening, that we need to get past or we all die. So I do think that we're approaching that break point. Uh, And it could be an asteroid. Like, I agree with you. I think that's more random, though. I think there are things happening on planet Earth that are providing, for me anyway, a clear path to how we could all die. Or at the very least, civilization could collapse.
0: Okay, well, let's talk about globalization. Because this is something that I feel like the conspiracy circles on the internet are very afraid of. They're yep. always, they're always complaining about Alex Jones, especially. He's always well, complaining I mean, about Go, global, those globalists, globalists. He's always complaining about... I was about, at
1: Bohemian Grove. I saw the tapes. Yeah, that yeah. guy I can't do.
0: Al- I, I Alex just, Jones, who is uh, uh, the worst. allegedly not a globalist, always broadcasting his videos on YouTube, mm-hmm. a global company owned by Google, a global uh-huh. company.
1: So and, what? Yeah, what is globalization?
0: Yeah, let's, let's talk about that, Chad. Uh, what would you say... So. To allay the fears of people who are globalists, what mm. would you say to them? Because this is something that it's could-
1: inevitable. Uh, I would I would say go back to well, uh, or human collapse, human collapse, civilization collapses, yeah. or we become globalized. I would I would argue to these people: look back through the, the fucking history of humanity back to before we had things like countries or states or even cities, and we were small tribal bands living apart from each other. And the first two bands that got together and said, "Hey." Might be a little better if we work together under a similar banner. Those first two bands had to overcome this very same fear that all people who fear globalization had to overcome. Two things becoming one into a bigger kind of idea, a bigger identity. And it's just inevitable. We've done it throughout the history of humanity. At every step, it's become harder and harder. But now we have countries. We have states in America. However you want to separate these kind of like... uh, Arbitrary designations of human beings, but ultimately the only one that matters is humanity. We're all fucking human beings. We all live on the same planet. That has to take precedence or we're fucking done. Like, there's some real big problems facing humanity that are coming right at us. And one country doesn't want to do something, our country at this point, about global warming. Others do. We all have to like meet that head on simultaneously. And it would be way easier if we had one world government, one world money. It would just be way easier.
0: Okay, well, so, Rucka, you had an objection. What do you? think? Uh, well, what, what your the question
1: to? is, what is globalization? Yeah. Globalization is? Anyone?
0: Well, there's a lot of different definitions, but uh, some would say that globalization is open borders, free
1: trade. Yep. Uh, yeah, one no government. No countries. One government, one, one government, government no countries, right. Okay, or no money. That, right? is, well, that, 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 is that an that, accurate definition? That's lumping in. I think uh, guys like Alex Jones, they lump those things together like you're doing right now. So, free trade is one thing. Open borders is another thing. One world government is its own thing. So These are three different things. Well, that's what they're right? I well, argue for all of them. I'm in favor for, of all of them.
0: Okay, so, uh, so Chad
1: Culgen, officially globalist. Officially. Globalist.
0: I, I believe, I'll, I believe
1: our, fir- our very first globalist on the show. Mm-hmm. And, and you are you opposed to this, Soraka? Um, I'm, I'm for the, the free trade. Um, I also like the open immigration between countries in, during times of peace. Yeah. Uh, as far as one world government, I would say hell no. Definitely not, because that, that, that's that's one body that could just d- become corrupt and then everybody's fucked. So I, I think there should be separate countries with different governing bodies so that people have mobility to leave a country that they don't like and move to another one. But other than that, yeah, free trade, like um, essentially companies uh, trading with companies in, and people trading with other people in other countries. I mean, that's a beautiful thing.
0: Well, so here's here's the the thing that I don't understand, the objection to globalization the objection to globalization that I don't understand is that some people just like to have arbitrary distinctions of size. So let's say you have a country, right? Let's say it's that, this or that it's yeah. the,
1: the notion of the other. I am this, you are that. Right. And that has to stay that way forever in the human mind. So you have, you have, and this is the, 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 the
0: argument against globalization can be done on a country level, right? Or a state level. So a lot of times in the United States, people say, well, issues of abortion should be left up to the states that should not be a federal a federal issue right it should not be a governing body saying to every state this is what you should do it should be left to the states but then the state is an arbitrary distinction of a border right and within the state there are arbitrary distinctions of counties and within counties there are arbitrary arbitrary distinctions of neighborhoods and different in city councils and that sort of thing so at any stage you know people say small government small government we should have small government Well, that's fine. They're just arguing against literally a federal government dictating what people should do. But they're okay on the state level. But you could make the same argument at every single level. A Neighborhood council could say, you know what? We don't want any big government. We don't want districts. Mm -hmm. And then the districts could say, we don't want any big government. We don't want states. Well, where does it end? Because if that argument holds any water, you could make the case that any amount of government is too big because unless it's the one person, the individual, ruling over himself, him or herself autonomously... Then you're saying, well, government's too big and it's bullshit because it's only at the country level that people start to seemingly have problems with it. Oh, well, you know, we should have countries ruling over themselves. Well, if you know, again, that argument can be extended all the way down to the individual.
1: Right. Well, so what, what's it, the problem with that? I, I don't really understand what you're saying, but I would say, yeah, rights, you know, rights should not there are no state rights. There are individual rights. Um, those rights should be protected by the government that's what the government's for in my view what Ruck, rights though those those are determined differently right, by each different uh, government well, i would define it as the right to live and produce and uh take care of yourself so long as you're not infringing on anyone else's right but in some countries that's absolutely not the right of a human being who lives are, in that country right oh well, that's not a country i would like to live in i'd like i'd like uh, to live in liberty so, so
0: raka here's a here's a hypothetical for you yeah all right and this is i know we're getting a little off base with the globalization thing but uh, you're saying you're saying chad that if it's we don't globalize and that will lead us
1: to a doomsday scenario. Yes, if we don't actively accept it, look, we made the internet. We're already globalized. it It's already happened. There's now just the old regime kind of fighting against it. In many ways, I think that happens. There's social and technological progress that just can't be stopped. It just happens basically overnight. And then there's the old regime that's like, well, wait a minute, though, how does that affect my money? Usually, money is the reason that all of this shit gets slowed down. and uh, it it just can't be that way anymore. We're all dying here. I mean, the sea level rise that's happening now is already affecting people on a, a pretty mass scale. That's going to get worse and worse and worse. And if you don't have kind of the dissolution of the notion of countries, if people can't just go to where there's land because there's some weird arbitrary line we've drawn, that's going to be real bad. You're going to see massive wars, massive unrest. If, if we don't globalize, I, I think it's pretty much
0: over. Well, so back to the argument of you know, if people don't like the country they're lived, they they're born in, they can move and leave and go to another country. That's not true because in countries <laughs> like North
1: Korea. How about Syria? How about look what's happening right now? I, I actually, We want to come to America and we have a president who says, no, fuck you.
0: Yeah. Uh, what, if, what if the majority of countries start closing their borders and they say, you know what? We're not going to have any more immigration. Or they close their borders within and they say, you're not leaving this country like North Korea. They don't grant visas. They don't allow people in North Korea to leave for the most
1: part. Well, mm-hmm. you, you asked what I think about. What well, what I'd like to see I'd like to see open borders and I said in times of peace there is no time of peace well there, that's never there, existed in human history it, ever it, it can exist so you believe in a utopia I wouldn't call it utopia I mean there there's still going to be like individual people you know getting into scuffles but um, no wars genocides they happen all throughout history they have since the dawn of humanity and it has never stopped there have the U S has dropped bombs on people every fucking day since we've had the capability that's, I mean that's true yeah. Yeah, pretty well, much well the way we've conducted our foreign policy has been to like draw these conflicts out forever and while at the same time like bribing our enemies to fight other enemies instead of just uh, asserting ourselves with um with a clear objective even so, with a clear objective wh- whatever the case there are people being killed in service of taking this land these arbitrary borders that we're talking about or their resources or money which is a resource we invented um and i i don't see that ending unless we all feel that we are equal that we are the same that americans that syrians that russians are just fucking people like even the idea of russia or america cannot exist well we where we are all you know technically people but i mean obviously <laughs> well i mean it's e- it's it's really easy to say, you know to to hold hands and say we're all human beings but obviously some right. people are horrend- behave horrendously and to you they do Well, I mean, that's a subjective term, obviously. It's not really sub, well, it's, yeah, as a human being, it's subjective. If I was a rock, I wouldn't care how people treat women or treat gays or treat Jews or Mm -hmm. treat blacks, whatever, like. Cultural difference. Right. So as, you know, as me and Maddox and you and Mikey, if we want to live in a place where women don't have their clitoris forcibly removed, we're going to need to protect ourselves from cultures that wish to do that. That's right. So you're actually trying to protect yourself against the idea, not the boundary. The boundary is irrelevant. Ooh. I don't Good know point. That means. No, that is, so what the idea think, of yeah. beating up a woman or raping someone being legal. That is just an idea. It has nothing to do with the country. Yeah. It's there a, is one a, person or a group of people who can, have convinced another group that this is acceptable. That's
0: it. It's a cultural phenomenon that isn't even common with like like you know, let's talk about female genital mutilation, right? That that happens largely in I think four or five countries.
1: It's okay. Egypt. All right. So you love to say there's no differences <laughs> between cultures. All right. Why no, don't you live? Huge, that we're not saying huge that. that's differences. Not, that's not the argument. Huge differences. Yeah. Huge differences. But,
0: but, but between people, fundamentally, we're all the same. Yeah. We all have the same capability. We are the same people. We all came. Or we, we're, we're biologically the, the same. We're biologically Absolutely the same. Yeah. Exactly. Physiologically, yeah. biologically the same. And it's those cultures. So well, I think the argument is Chad is making it's is, is uh, globalization will lead to a common culture. A common currency and a common Absolutely. government, and the argument that Ruck is making is that that's dangerous because if that body of government becomes corrupt, then we're pretty fucked.
1: Now, Ar- I now, Ruqa- mean, just look at the United Nations. The first thing the UN did, it was supposed to bring peace to the world. It put a a blood a bloodbath slaughterhouse like the USSR USSR next to the USA at the time, the f- probably the freest country. Uh, it puts North Korea up in in charge of you know security and stuff alongside Gaddafi, alongside all types of other horrendous dictators and murderers i mean they they draw no distinction between cultures but between uh who horrendously violates human rights and who does much more to protect them so these one world governments what they really do is they uh they enable evil they enable uh violence and murder and they basically compromise on all governments on even the american government i mean whatever uh, government you they, want to look at this government yeah. our government is not nearly as good as i'd like it to be but i mean there's no there's no comparison between us and absolutely like, right. absolutely so i mean the freer of the countries should not rush to uh, uh to integrate with the much much more horrendous governments out there yeah i agree but i think it's an ideological war that is going on i, I to me like the boundaries are just kind of irrelevant we just made this dumb shit up america's not a real thing neither is money these are all ideas we came up with we now blindly adhere to them because they're told to us as children just like whatever your culture was you have some reaction to it as soon as you're born you learn a language that's the first idea you're given and that language determines you guys saw fucking arrival largely how you view the world even how you view reality and then you learn a little another piece of your culture whatever the religion might be or how to treat women or what kind of food you like or whatever And all of these ideas, as they're presented to you, you react either positively or negatively to them. That shapes your personality and your brain is cooked by the time you're whatever age. You have no real choice in anything you do. Neither do the people who do the things opposite from you. So what I'm saying is that global culture has to be kind of led in a more liberal way, a way that would allow more freedoms for people. And I think it would sink in. I think it would just like slowly, kind of. T- this isn't in our generation by any means. I'm talking like 500 years from now. Well, if, e- if everything's ju- just an abstraction taught to us when we're children, why do we want to pre- have a free global society? Why don't we just want to put, you know, Armenian Hitler over there in charge and let him? Okay,
0: to I'm us. not Armenian Hitler. All right, all right.
1: Zero people would agree that I'm Armenian Hitler. You're but right.
0: here's what I want to say. Okay, mm-hmm. so Chad, I, I guess t- well. To, to your argument, Ruka, which is again going back to the doomsday scenario. Let's mm. say that there is. A global, <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a debate. Guys. <laughs> you know, there it's it fascinating stuff. But yeah, right, of course, debate. Let's say there is a global government, and you you find that that government is corrupt. Well, how have people treated corrupt governments in the past? Like in Thailand, I think every Tuesday they have a coup, a military coup, and they overthrow yeah. the government. In Thailand, there's there's coups happen more often than leap years in Thailand. Now, uh, that's because the p- the people perceive that there is some corruption going on or the military decides they want more power, et cetera, et cetera. But anytime you have a corrupt government, the people have risen up and fought against that government. And I don't think that'd be any different globally if there was a globalist government because even at some point, if that global government had nuclear arms, which they most definitely would would have access to, if they turned those arms onto the people Uh, It would destroy the economy. It
1: would destroy their their power structure. Mm
0: -hmm. They would lose.
1: Yeah, it would turn on. It would turn on. It essentially eliminates the idea of other the idea of an enemy. So there can't really be war. And then you're also looking at does it become a global police state? Like, how how would they stop certain ideologies of freedom and kind of peace and shit from spreading? You can't. Now, Chad, you were saying that there would be no war. Now,
0: here's the thing. uh, No technical
1: war. There could never be a country fighting a country.
0: Well, sure. But you could have civil war. which
1: happens all the time absolutely the government murdering people right yeah Yeah. for sure i'm not saying there still wouldn't be atrocities obviously there would be but just a certain notion that we all accept as real which is two countries two kind of like cultures can clash and be like fuck you i'm gonna kill you and take your shit that idea does not exist anymore and i think that is a step in the right direction i think an alien invasion could unite us i do too or even dude i thought about this so fucking hardcore when they found those planets yeah uh the seven exoplanets and they're like these are all earth-like planets in the solar system and they're you know luckily pointed directly at us so we're gonna really get to study the fuck out of them right at that moment i'm like how are we not funneling every human resource we have at our disposal into exploring those planets right because if we find fucking aliens on it what does that do to all this shit down here
0: oh yeah it's going to it's going to change culture and humanity in a way that's, oh, that's unprecedented. As, as maddox
1: and maddox and i agree um there's no real point in exploring all the way out there until we figure out what we're doing down here no we
0: don't agree that's not true at all <laughs> i
1: disagree i Mis- think it's our only hope only yeah. hope we gotta upload ourselves into a fucking computer and launch it into space
0: well speaking of computers here's a doomsday scenario and actually ruck and i just talked about this off the air not too long ago but I, i'm kind of coming mm-hmm. around Artificial intelligence. Okay, this is from Science Alert. According to Seems global to utopia, you think do you, you think artificial intelligence is a utopian scenario? Yes. Well, here's the thing. This is according to Global Challenges Report. Over the next hundred years, there's a one in ten chance we will develop artificial intelligence systems that would get rid of mankind simply because artificial intelligence doesn't need humanity to survive. Nothing personal, then. However, it's not so simple. In recent years, AI experts have also predicted that super intelligent computers could solve more problems than it would create if we play our cards right absolutely if utopia yeah well here's the thing chad uh there is going
1: to be a tipping point (laughs) with artificial intelligence right absolutely when when they
0: they decide when they realize
1: i can't wait to be uploaded i can't wait to have fucking cybernetics in my brain i mean that would be ideal i
0: would love to be a cyborg Mm -hmm. i've always wanted to be a cyborg i told my mom me too i told my mom when i was a kid i said mom i want to be a cyborg when i grew up yeah it's been one of my goals i i cannot wait to augment my reality my body with mechanical everything everything
1: yeah
2: i can't wait
0: yeah modular modular cell phones mikey mikey you're getting it you're you're furrowing your brow
2: you will not feel if you're mechanical inside
0: oh yeah you don't feel now that's an illusion you can install a heart maybe (laughs) i'll feel something for the first time in my life
1: (laughs) whatever you think feeling is now can be mimicked or recreated even better than you you feel it yeah
0: now. you want to feel love mikey how about super love huh as a cyborg you can feel the most intense love of your life that's right that's right and it could come from me and you would be like holy shit i never knew i was gay for maddox
1: but you are
0: oh and i and it's because of me mikey oh yeah got it. that's, that's what
1: <laughs> maddox's gonna show up with a fucking chip and be like just put this in your brain trust me it's gonna be <laughs> right and then you wake up and you're like i love you it worked uh for, i mean it, look here's the thing though chad yeah.
0: very realistically we're gonna have to be worried about the security of our bodies just like any device can be hacked any device that's plugged into the for internet. sure so we can we can then be
1: controlled by artificial intelligence if we plug we're into already the Matrix, controlled by fucking everything around us media government marketing you think you have a choice when you like go to buy a pair of sneakers i like these sneakers you've made no choice in it someone else made every choice for that brand for that specific type of sneaker and you're now just selecting choices someone else made and even those choices were given to them through a lifetime of whatever was influencing them do you have a choice to be saying this absolutely none you none are of us unable do. to control if you say it absolutely correct do you think you have a choice in how you think yeah i do what, i mean okay yeah, do you guys I mean, do either really, of you believe in a god yeah or, i don't but I mean, believe in one. Choose one now and believe in one. Change your mind. That'll okay. prove me wrong. And you stop believing in a God. That'll prove me wrong. Just go ahead and do it. Right. Let me know when the choice is made. So right. ma- make, wait. The choices what? have been made. Okay. Made. Right. Okay. No, no. But I'm <laughs> saying you can't reverse those choices. You're st- if you don't believe in a God, that's like a, a real lifetime choice that only a severe act of psychological trauma can change. If you believe in a God, it's the same. You have no real choice in those thoughts. No, people, I mean, people go through philosophical you know journeys right absolutely usually after some deep deep psychological trauma a death of someone that you know some piece of your pattern of reality is removed and you have to now reassess no no people are some people are raised religious and then they they read you know they they read and they think and they they change their mind right usually in their later teens okay but once you're i would guess you're in your mid-20s to mid-30s 30 okay you're pretty much cooked your view of reality is pretty Mm -hmm. solid at this point yeah, that's true, but that, that, so that means I don't, I never had a choice. Not in any of those things, no.
0: Hardcore okay. determinism here on Madcast
1: Media. Absolutely, <laughs> motherfuckers. How do you even refute it? <laughs> Let's just get to a physical level. The Big Bang happens. Do you believe the Big Bang is real? Universe is expanding, particles colliding into each other. I don't know. Let's say if you believe in the Big Bang, every particle that is in existence was set in motion in that single moment on its trajectory. Mm -hmm. Some of them would coalesce into planet Earth. Some of them would coalesce into life. Some of them will become humans, evolve, so on and so forth. Every particle that's in your body right now, in your Mm -hmm. brain, was set on that course of motion far beyond anything you could ever do. But here's where the poetry comes in. (laughs) From all that chaos came something called consciousness. Mm -hmm. Right. And the consciousness has free will hmm, you, you believe know, it does but yeah. we've manufactured the idea of free will like we are we're going down a rabbit hole do you hole. think an ant has free will no i don't no, th- i don't i don't think let's animals go up the do. chain no animals chimpanzees maybe some some, do- some maybe some animals have something closer to what we have okay. but like we're a whole new level of absolutely free will. we have the yeah. the highest level of complex kind of like psychological evolution that mm-hmm. has ever occurred on planet in fact we, we need to choose to, to survive we need to think and make choices what, or what? we die we don't have the enough instincts to uh keep us alive but by the way so you know when we talk about uh trump saying fuck you to the syrians i mean trump has no choice right Correct. So, i mean he's just trump was made by his father he's his father's so, fucking son i mean a we, racist megalomaniac so not His was fault. fucking filthy rich. so he, he never had a choice correct all right nothing is anyone's fault nothing. life is ultimately a sad fucking joke <laughs> wow. that you're just living in a trap you're living in a fucking predestined. I mean, you, must, if you, have, think, you mu- must have some really compelling evidence to have such a bleak view of the world. Because I know nobody. Do you think would- time is relative? I don't know. I mean, time is. Time. The answer is yes. I'll ding myself for that. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> all right. And, and we know this scientifically through some very easy fucking, not even experiments, like GPS satellites that are in our uh, upper atmosphere or uh-huh. even in orbit. Time does not affect them the same way that it affects us. They have to actually have recalculation algorithms. That will reset their clocks by, like, a millionth of a fucking microsecond every so often, or they will get off and flow down into fucking space. Time has no similar effect on things that are closer to, like, larger bodies of mass than they do to things out in space. You've seen Interstellar, all that kind of shit. If you can travel faster, speed of light, time time doesn't affect you the same. So, if we know... Okay, my only issue with that is citing Interstellar as... As evidence of anything or, well it did uh, use some rudimentary science in it. It's a, I mean, it's a it it also had some some uh trendy 20th century string theory type okay, shit right. i'm so, just telling you time is relative as we understand it currently not i don't personally understand it but listen i'm i'm a guy who 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 writes songs about ebola i don't like i'm not qualified sure. to debate about this i'm but i just i have a well I, theoretically I, okay. grant me that time is relative uh-huh. If that's true, I can't grant that, but I can I can I can (laughs) say keep keep going with that. Rocca has
0: not been exposed to the ideas of Einstein or any physics in the last 20th
1: century, right? Is that I'm familiar with all these ideas. I'm just I don't I don't presume to be uh, qualified. Okay, it's above my pay grade to to have. So what's the the point? I'm I'm just saying that time is relative. If that's true. By the way, Einstein disagreed with scientists before him and scientists since Einstein disagree with him and like Einstein is not the end of Dude, science sure, sure. all this all shit right. we're talking about I don't uh-huh. think our brains will ever be equipped to even answer okay. we're just bullshitting <laughs> honestly hey like, speak for yourself matter, Chad <laughs> not a single thing I say is bullshit okay so, so time is relative but yes, if you time said, is relative okay. we, can, we can expand that out to uh-huh. say let's just use you and me as an example let's say time moves a little bit slower for me than it does for you Well, that's not actually what it okay. is but let's just say that it is okay now we can expand that out so there must be someone who time affects them slower than it does me and time affects them slower so on and so forth so if time is on a relative scale everything has already happened and we're just living it out you know what I mean? No. why did why did everything already happen if time affects us differently? Because if time is relative, that means somewhere that means in the universe, time oh, has been occurring. Right. like it, only five years have passed for us, but somewhere in the universe, a billion in quotes, years have passed, whatever a fucking year is, something we made up. But you know what I'm saying? So time is moving faster for other fucking areas of the universe than it is for us here on Earth. And so, if that's true. Why- Everything that would have happened in that time has already happened here. We're just living it out in our own relative experience of time.
2: But if you right. don't think about that, then it doesn't matter. Like, well, I, like yeah, I don't care about what everything. aliens are thinking looking at us. I don't give a shit. I'm living it out and I'm enjoying it and I am Absolutely. making choices. Mikey, you will not give a shit about you. you or your shitty fruits, <laughs> you fucking exotic <laughs> Armenian. All right. You know what? Mikey, no. <laughs> you will give a shit about aliens
0: and exotic fruits that's a
1: promise now here's the thing let me, let me ask one question about this choice shit what choice do you feel you've made to come here uh, just life. just even anything today whatever okay, coming here today i'm great
2: shower i showered i breathed. i'm still breathing is not a choice
1: involuntary <laughs> physical reaction yeah um but let's say coming here today or showering whatever you choose what made you do that what was the choice you made what did you think about to do that
2: i smelled and i needed to live <laughs>
1: Bingo, shut you down chat. But even that, okay, yeah. so you know, smelled and you needed to live.
2: And now why do you think that that not smelling is like a good thing? Cuz I when I smell good, I feel good. And why is that? Because people tell me.
1: And those people have now determined your action because they told you this is the good thing to no. do. Determined no, determined cuz it smells good to me too. Well, they, well hold on, Mikey. They've determined his choice, but it's still yeah. a choice he made. Determined by someone else. So, what it choice have you Influenced by someone else, but it's still his choice. Exactly. <laughs> Guys. Some, right. some people. But have, the influence is complete. You either take the shower or you don't. Right.
0: Guys, you know what you don't have a choice Sorry. Anymore. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> I'm de- But re- let explicar. me tell you what you don't have a
1: choice about. <laughs> <laughs>
0: now, according to oh, Wired.com, shit. I looked up some of the most common doomsday scenarios, and this is from okay. Wired.com. Here, here's a possibility: super volcanoes. All right, that's, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that's no. a real thing. Yeah, a super volcano. No, it's real. I'll link to it. It says, it's more plausible than a giant earthquake that you have a, a truly mammoth eruption, like an eruption of a supervolcano that lies beneath Yellowstone National Park in America, said Thorne Lay from UC Santa Cruz. Yellowstone has experienced colossal volcanic explosions in the past, <laughs> most recently, 2,640,000 years ago. Another such mega-eruption would be devastating for much of North America, he says. How about that? A Super Volcano. So all this fuckery that you guys are doing with the, you know, uh, aliens and fruit and, uh, you know, shitting, shitting on my, my my banquet of exotic fruits, doesn't matter. It's all for naught Because a Super Volcano sitting right under your ass is going to blow lava right up your
1: cornhole, buddy. Think about that. Yeah, it'd be terrible. Point Maddox. I don't know if that ends humanity, though. That's just like a big, bad disaster that we all lament for one news cycle and then uh, i mean back into it you know look
0: yeah. man it could it could be
1: big enough but here's the thing one of the
0: biggest natural disasters of the uh, uh, in modern times was the tsunami that happened absolutely that everyone has completely fucking forgotten about over a hundred thousand people were killed in this thing yeah. A lot, yeah it is it is the biggest tragedy that has occurred on earth in the in our in our i think in our easily in our lifetimes but easily in the last mm-hmm. hundred years or so well maybe not the um okay i will say in the last 20 or so years
1: i agree dude i i think for me the natural disaster thing is unless it's an asteroid that can like essentially incinerate the entire planet i feel like there has to be some element of uh human complicity in tearing down society for it to actually end like we have to be at war with each other there has to be something like we need to kill all those people now launch all the nukes you know yeah it's got to be something like that like we're gonna do it or our inaction in the face of climate change those types of things chad let me tell you about another type of war Right, this is a war <laughs> i can that I, I,
0: I that i fight once a month and it's called maddox versus the universe today's yeah. episode is brought to you by our own right. bonus episode maddox versus the universe download it it's the best selling show that we put on itunes amazon and our own website madcastmedia.com guys thank you so much to everybody who supported the show and the reviews are in. People love these. this episode. We we just recorded, Rucka and I and Jesse, we just recorded another one. We're going to be releasing these monthly, and a lot of people have asked for it, and it's coming. We're going to add subscriptions to the website. You're going to be able to purchase these. There's so many different options. Uh, and here's what I learned. People love to complain, right? When it was only available on <laughs> iTunes and Amazon. People are like, fuck you, Maddox. I hate iTunes. And I thought you hated iTunes, too. I do, shithead. But a lot of people use it. All right, and some people who, if I don't provide iTunes, they'll fucking complain about that. And if I don't provide Amazon, oh god. And then the people who, who download it from Amazon, hey Maddox, how come it's so hard to find the MP3 file? I don't know. Fucking learn how to use your phone. And then people buy it from our website. Oh uh, Maddox, well what if um, what if I have leftover
4: credits? Uh.
0: <laughs> like they think they think this is some scam that I'm going to create an odd number of credits for you because mm. the it, the episode costs three dollars on iTunes. And that's because On iTunes Anything you list Longer than 10 minutes Is automatically an album And if it's an album You have to break it up Into tracks So that you can Fucking list it And the minimum price Is 99 cents per track You fucking
1: dollars You apes So that's why It's $3 All right. This guy loves his customers
0: (laughs) Yeah It's like You want him (laughs) him to buy this this, (laughs) I'm tricking you With this fucking match Yeah (laughs) Fuck you For more of this Fucking scam You idiot (laughs) It's not gonna be An odd number ever You
1: morons It's never
0: gonna be A fucking odd If you have leftover credits You can always spend them Just fuck off already all right
1: clearly doomsday has arrived early <laughs> that's right globalization would solve all this yeah
0: yeah so anyway you have options but uh, i do want to say thank you to everybody who has supported <laughs> the show and downloaded these episodes it really helps support the show and the network and i should also announce that we have a new show coming we i know this a couple episodes ago but it's finally happening game please welcome game to the madcast media network these guys are fantastic. They're right out of the UK. Wow. Yeah. And uh, th- th- it's, a, it's a gaming podcast. Some people are into gaming. Some people are not. These guys are great. It's very polished. And they're also using the Madcast Media soundboard developed in-house. Oh, shit. So, yeah, wow. it's fantastic. Give it a shot. Uh, give it a download. Let us know what you think. And uh, please welcome them to the network. But moving on, guys. Now, it's time for the other side of the debate. Chad, yeah. you made your case yeah. for globalization. <laughs> 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 That's right. A little, you touched on climate change as one of your other possible doomsday scenarios. And yeah. global economic collapse, mm-hmm. which I'm going to, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, give you one of these. Because of automation. I don't know because I of automation. Time. Yeah. Okay. So. This is a debate we're going to have a, on a future show which oh, okay. we may have you back but I'm I'm curious what you would think about uh, the the basic minimum income yeah. which is something a lot of uh, countries are considering now because mm. directly due to automation.
1: Yes. Uh I fully support it.
0: Now, okay, well, so so that you're you're saying that automation is going to cause a collapse in in, in economies around the world. Correct. Right? Okay. Now, here what about this, Chad? Mm. All right? Have you ever heard of virtual reality? Huh? No. Have you <laughs> what is that <laughs> okay virtual reality right uh-huh. is where i want to live
1: forever oh, no shit dude we might be already in
0: it who knows yeah well I'm t- i'll tell you what i think that this is going to be the new economy of the world right mm-hmm. because essentially the argument you're making is, is a malthusian prophecy yeah now thomas malthus for those who don't know is a philosopher and an, he was an he was an economist in the what 18th century Some he was a dipshit
1: <laughs> mm.
3: Yeah. Let's go ahead and call that. No,
1: fuck him. I mean, yeah. fuck him. He was, you know, one of the Malthus stupidest Malthus people do? on the planet during the time he lived, yes.
0: The Malthusian uh, doomsayers, right? These guys are like, uh, well, Earth is going to run out of resources and we're not going to have enough food. And so Thomas Malthus predicted the Earth's population could not exceed, I think at the time, it was 2 billion people or 200 million. Mm-hmm. No, something like 200 million people. some Some. Uh, cockamamie number he just pulled out of his ass so like oh well this is how much farming we have but what he didn't predict is the agricultural revolution correct he didn't predict thomas bulrogs but well, th- that's the guy's name right the uh, bolt Bul- mm. the guy who saved a billion lives or whatever mm. he created agricultural methods he found a new strain of wheat that is much more resilient and was able to save billions of lives and produce much more food so at every every step of the way When people say, okay, this is it. Earth has hit its capacity to feed us. That What they can't predict and foresee is an increase in technology Mm. or some future invention or method that changes everything.
1: A complete paradigm shift in the way we live, yes. Correct.
0: And what we haven't even begun to touch the tip of the iceberg on is vertical farming. All right. That's something that that could potentially uh, increase our our yield Mm. of food by magnitudes
1: i'm not even discussing food though i'm talking about money specifically the right. fact that our entire world operates on a financial system right it's in every other thing every government is secondary to money every religion is secondary to money literally every idea we have is secondary to money it well we're, we're so we're all. getting to that hey, so the economy like oh
0: go ahead <laughs> <laughs>
1: so it's, it's true though he was right so we're getting to
0: the the economy right okay so okay. you're going to have automation collapsing. Oh my gosh, everything's being created by robots and machines. And we have 3D printers mm-hmm. that are autonomous. that are manufacturing things that we use. Well, first of all, we're going to move away from a, a goods consumption society where we have manufactured goods to one that is virtual. Okay. And in the I virtual. Like yeah. I
1: love this idea. Yes.
0: And in the virtual world, here's what is going to be the new job, the new employment and the new skill that we're, we're going to have a need for, which is people who are writing code and creating objects in the virtual world. Scenarios and experiences for humans to experience. Those won't be done by a computer? Okay. I don't think so. All not right. good. Not, not good ones. Uh, I think that... Hang on. <laughs> uh, how dare you? How, you know what, Chad? Have you ever played a, a randomly generated dungeon crawler? Motherfucker,
1: you're sitting here telling me <laughs> that there are uh, technologies that these like brilliant, genius economists and futurists could never predict. And yet, you're telling me that, like, a robot can't write a computer game eventually? Yeah, shitty one. <laughs> well, whatever. They'll get better. It, I think it, that'll be automated, too. I've got a question, Chad. Yeah. And as probably the smartest guy in the world named Chad, well, would you say that's probably true? I, mean, I don't know. mean, guys know named Chad. Chad. I mean, exactly. Chad, it's like a jock name. Right? You're easily the smartest Chad <laughs> now, in the <this> room. <laughs> that's, that's only a reflection of my parents, not me. That's, that's it. true. Okay, but uh, if you can muster up the deterministic answer... um. Mm-hmm. As a guy who doesn't like money because you, you, you believe it's too abstract and just a fabrication and an invention, you like the idea of a bunch of nerds plugged into the Oculus just fucking in uh, coding fucking services for one another? Yeah, why not? What's wrong with that, Rucka? It's a new job. That's literally just imagination land at work.
0: Yeah, but so is so is this fucking podcast that we're producing. No one can see. It's a very abstract thing that you're downloading into your ears. Absolutely. We're we're sitting here in this room. You and I. We feel this. It's real. We've got fucking uh, a banquet of fruits, exotic fruits that I've <laughs> offered yeah Yeah. caracara oranges (laughs) i've got some pepper jack cheese here in this studio it's a fantastic banquet of fruit these things exist to us but to the listener they don't fucking know well they're They're not hearing our voices they're not
1: tuning in for the fruits they're tuning in for the content
0: the ideas yeah, yeah the, ideas. The, the ideas, we, the, pr- the delivery. Bingo, the- that's my argument, Rucka, is mm-hmm. that we are going to be moving to a society where we stop manufacturing goods and start manufacturing ideas and code. That's what's going to be the future economy. And I think that that, as much as you can automate, Chad, mm-hmm. um, there is going to be an element that is, you're going to hit that uncanny valley of like, well, is this machine made? Is this the machine I
1: disagree. Made? I think the uncanny valley eventually won't matter. I, I already am watching movies where it's like, they're not crossing the valley, but it's like, uh, Good enough. I like it. Like, At what point will you buy a sex robot? Where does that uncanny valley draw the line? Because that, to me, is the real entry point for like humanity starting to slide into kind of a cyber reality. It's like, when do human relationships kind of stop and we just start having robots? That's going to happen, I think, in the next two or three generations, that it'll be close enough
0: virtual reality well, buddy i wait, think it's going to happen in the next next couple of years
1: we already have sex dolls and and, sure. and all that and most people or hopefully most people don't want that they want why hopefully why hopefully because we're human be- we're human beings we connect like like me and maddox we sit here and we you know we uh i educate him once a week That's uh-huh. wrong who, who, <laughs> want,
0: who <laughs> wants, I've who been wants to
1: just fucking tune into a fucking a couple <laughs> of uh sex dolls uh talking to each other if one person wants it why is your choice more valid well, than he, theirs? he's entitled to his choice i'm just saying human beings we have a uh, need and it's a it's a beautiful thing uh it gives life meaning to connect with other people Trigger. to you okay. it does yeah. to you
3: not, to mean, everyone. again i'm not
1: imposing my lifestyle on anyone i'm just saying <laughs> i'm just saying i don't i i think th- there's something wrong with that person who the the these MGTOWs who They've given up on human they, intercourse explain, of any kind. Agree big disagree. Ta- explain uh, what it's ta- men go their own way. <laughs> stupid. They're guys. They've got so much game with the ladies no, they that they don't even need them anymore. Yeah, they're they're just <laughs> like,
0: fuck bitches. <laughs> they get took, money. They've taken themselves voluntarily out of the gene. But, pool. Yeah. but you,
1: you're already engaging in things that like 100 years ago would have been seen as right. exactly what you're saying. A, the, a vast example. and insane departure from what, in quotes, humanity is using as. your phone. Uh, No, you're right. Hey, to the degree that my phone uh, keeps me from interacting face-to-face with people, from getting out and meeting people, I'm with you, dude. And that's why I try to remind myself, put your fucking phone away. I try to turn it off when I go step into lunch or dinner. But that's just an idea of a dead generation. That idea will not exist two generations from now. You know, I, I... the notion that you have God to put willing, your phone away. the phone's uh, going to be. God a chip you, in you told in your me to head. believe in the 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 Armenian Maddox God. God <laughs> willing, uh, there will always be some form of human beings uh, thinking and acting and doing something beyond that. That doesn't it just involve a computer doing it for them? Yeah, you're feeling nostalgic for the body, buddy. I get it.
0: You know, bodies are... <laughs> see, see, Maddox, see, Maddox
1: you, you're, you're, you act like you're so opposed to abstractions, but yeah. you're the one who's actually, you end up being anti-concrete. Your body is a concrete, but you just want to plug into imagination land. Oh, yeah. And Absolutely. completely check out of this universe. Yeah, all of the shit Goodbye. is data, dude. Even yeah. your body is data. It's, it's data, an atomic dude. map. Yeah. It's just the expression of that data that changes yes, if yes, it's yes, in yes. virtual reality but or from- if it's fucking what you consider to be skin or bones yes, or yeah. whatever. From all that, But from all of that data and matter, here's the poetic part, comes... consciousness and poop is some shit we made up (laughs) yeah you know what Uh, well you have to be conscious to make it up correct here's the thing as much as you and then you give it a name and you define it but it really is just our brains evolving over the course of fucking millions of years from pre-human creatures to what we are now amazing and we think that our ability to think is amazing and is magical and is poetic and it's just some fucking shit in our heads it's just some fucking meat that has the ability to make us think those ideas are real
0: hey speaking of speaking of shit inside us rucka yeah. you know this like weepy soliloquy you just gave about humanity <laughs>
1: oh it's we we need our bodies we need human humans
0: we'll lose the human t- that right <laughs> now oh, inside each of us in this room mikey you too oh thank god we have a little bit of poop okay uh-huh.
1: we're carrying
0: around literal human shit intelligent of design
1: us. dude at work
0: yeah <laughs> and you're telling me if if some some scientists down the line found a more efficient way- stomach for for humans to have and install and it's like hey this is a 100 efficient stomach so anything you eat you don't produce poop anymore you mm-hmm. just exhale oxygen and and produce heat and that's it you don't think every single fucking supermodel on earth would would opt for that oh uh, yeah Put the stomach, put this new efficient stomach in there. I don't have to pr- carry around poop with me anymore, dude. We're for- carrying
1: upwards of ten pounds of shit with <laughs> us every day. I would say forget the fucking poop. I mean, how about death? How about aging? How about just the slow decay into fucking meaninglessness? We're all gonna fucking die, and it will not be fun for any of us. You will get old. You will get weak. You will get fucking frail. Hopefully, there'll just be somebody holding your hand when you slip into nothing, but probably not. And if we could avoid all of that by uploading it to a computer, shouldn't we? What, what, what do you want to say, Mikey?
2: Well, why did you single me out? <laughs> <laughs> Even you, Mike. What did you think the viewers thought that I didn't shit because you know, I like, no. audio engineer <laughs> for you? Your body's highly efficient. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. eat like, shit within one minute. It's full mm-hmm. fucking. He has the most efficient audio engineers. They yeah. shit nil.
0: Because because you you know what, Mike? You, you hit that little that shower thing a little too hard earlier. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I shower because I like to smell good. It's like, ah, oh, now I'm th- now you got me thinking. Like yeah, how much poop drop you got in your Mike?
2: Peg. <laughs> drop this guy down a peg or two. Yeah. All
0: right, okay, so, so, so what, to wrap it up. So
1: how's how's the world gonna end,
0: Maddox? Yeah. You say
2: what? My final.
0: my final i'm gonna propose my two ideas okay it's gonna be an external threat it's gonna be asteroids or aliens it's going to be well artificial intelligence which i'm i'm kind of coming around to i think artificial intelligence could turn on us because when in artificial intelligence is going to eventually learn how to create more artificial intelligence and that's that new generation that new code is going to be more efficient more quick why would it kill us though well uh because have you seen um i robot isaac asimov oh Isaac no, Asimov. No, no,
1: no. co- Have you seen iRobot and Isaac Asimov are not the same okay. fucking things, motherfucker? <laughs> all right. That's that fair. movie is a piece it's of garbage. I hate it. Horrible shit. Directed right. by somebody who I actually fucking like, Alex proyas who did The Crow, a movie all of us may remember as children.
0: Never seen it. I've seen
2: parts Ooh, of it. Oh, shit.
1: Uh, you should see it. It's an interesting, <laughs> a real weird movie. It was one of the first movies where they had to do computer generation to, like, uh you know, fucking. Make sure the dead guy's still in the movie. Yeah, that's um, true.
0: Talk about irrelevant bodies. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, God.
0: Bruce Lee's son was yeah. in that movie. The last movie he was in. But uh, so here's the thing. Um, with artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. Isaac Asimov's
1: four rules of robotics, yes. right? Which is they're used in AI right now. Yeah, they're literally used. A science fiction writer wrote these these rules of robotics. Go, well, ahead, we, go we, ahead. Sorry, we, to cut you off. We
0: have these today, right now. Yeah. Yes. Like you said, uh, when when automated cars are driving, they have to determine the least number of people to kill. But right. But they do have an algorithm. Correct. To kill a certain number of people,
1: and the it's, lowest it's number. The lowest number. No human being has that algorithm, so the robot is always better in that case.
0: Well, what if this artificial intelligence machine, this artificial intelligence society, whatever the super brain is, decides. Mm-hmm. Well, we need to implement something that kills the fewest number of humans, and they decide that we must kill all humans today so that they don't all die
1: tomorrow. Because and a the, logic flaw. That that essentially is what Asimov's exactly. iRobot, Robot, the entire book, was all about. Right. Ways to trick that logic. Mm-hmm. But I just don't see like um, why it would be done. It just doesn't make sense. If if you're if you're kind of Idea of AI is an all-powerful god that can control everything. It would be like us waging a war against spiders or something, some like pests that were just—it's—it's non-inconsequential to us. It, okay. it just doesn't matter. Okay, Chad. So your—if your argument held any
0: water—that globalism mm-hmm. or the lack thereof or a collapse of the global economy is going to lead to our Holocaust, right? An artificial... (laughs) I never said that. Well, the end of the world, a doomsday (laughs) scenario, right? An artificial intelligent being, Uh or or artificial intelligence smart enough to determine that path to be true, would then realize that in order to save humanity, we need to stop humanity today, save our sperm and cells, and then recreate us
1: 100 years down the line when we go to another planet. That's very generalized. It could also just say... Well, I can see the like five key players globally who are going to make all this shit happen. I'm just going to kill them. It's Donald Trump, Kim Jong-un, Vladimir Putin, and whatever. They're dead now. Utopia. I I don't think it would wipe out humanity to, in quotes, save humanity. I think that logic is flawed.
0: Yeah, well, I, I, you, we're going to put this to the vote on the website. Absolutely. All right, Absolutely. we'll see who has the more likely doomsday scenario next week. Okay, we'll find out. We will put this to vote on the website, but we should wrap this up so we can get to some headlines. Ruck, any final words? Oh, shit. Yeah, Ruck a wrap
1: up. Okay, yeah. Um. listen. <laughs> you can uh say the world is going to end. You can go off into space. You can explore other planets. You can plug into a computer down here. You can do all kinds of shit. Uh. You can explain away free will. You can... <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, li- uh, rail against abstractions and concepts so hard until you in- live entirely in a world of them and completely ignore your very earthly body but two things are guaranteed A. all of that shit goes out the window the minute you meet that special someone that makes you tingle <laughs> in the heart and in the pants <gasps> and number two yeah. somehow Donald Trump will still be the bane of your existence
0: there you go that is it's a rocker wrap up <laughs> Yeah. yeah, thank you, Rocca. for that wrap-up. Yeah, it was very beautiful. Really uh, was. But anyway, moving on, we've got some quick news headlines from around the web. This is making headlines, guys. This is uh, this actually, if this is true, could be the biggest story within the last uh, 30, 40 years politically. President Trump has accused Obama of wiretapping, yet has provided no evidence for it. This is from NPR.org. It said, in a string of tweets posted early Saturday morning, President Trump let loose a barrage of accusations at his predecessor. He alleged that former President Barack Obama had his wires tapped in Trump Tower before the election day last year, accusing Obama of McCarthyism, which is (laughs) the fear of communism, uh, and being a bad or sick, in parentheses, guy.
1: But isn't wires tapped also in parentheses in that tweet? it is uh wires tapped is in quotes here i heard quotes sorry yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. he says wires it. he tapped- had yeah, his
0: in, in quotes, quotes wires
1: tapped. That right sounds like a porno
0: you know to but, to uh, make sure that people don't misunderstand that he means uh, uh you know le- metaphorical yeah. right so the, the npr article goes on it says shortly after his final tweet about obama which says this is nixon slash watergate Trump turned his attention to other matters, berating Arnold Schwarzenegger, (laughs) his his successor on Celebrity Apprentice. Schwarzenegger announced Friday that he was leaving the show, (laughs) blaming the show's (laughs) recent poor ratings on Trump. And that leads me to the next headline, which is, Trump says Schwarzenegger was fired from Apprentice, then Schwarzenegger fires back. This is a real thing that happened, guys. Trump just accused Obama of wiretap, right, which is Nixon Watergate type shit, and then immediately went to tweeting about The Apprentice. He says. A line from Donald Trump's. This is from uh, Washington Post. A line from Donald Trump's speech last Tuesday to the joint session of Congress came back to haunt him on social media Saturday morning. Apparently, in Trump's view, long simmering feuds regarding his old reality show, The Apprentice, don't qualify as trivial. Here's a tweet that, Trump, that Donald Trump sent within the same hour. He says, "Arnold Schwarzenegger isn't voluntarily leaving." You you got this? Oh my gosh, Mikey. Oh, shit.
2: Yeah. Listen, Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) isn't voluntarily (laughs) leaving The Apprentice, okay? He was fired by his bad, pathetic ratings, not by me, okay? Sad end to a great show. Retweet now. Oh,
1: wow, wow yeah, Mikey Bowls. Fantastic. I, I think, <laughs> that was the unreal. Like oh, I'm incredible. so happy right now.
0: Mikey is killing it dude. on the impressions. Alright. This means we need to have Trump
1: news every fucking week. We're gonna week. have Trump news every week, yeah. yeah Mikey killing it. Trump was, tweets, dude. Yeah. Ooh. Until he's assassinated, uh, I think you guys should do it. He, he, he might, might Even after. He we might have he the ghost. Yeah, like retro yeah. tweets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So Arnold Schwarzenegger, can uh, you do a Schwarzenegger uh, too, Mikey? Oh shit and Arnold Schwarzenegger replied to Trump. Here's here's his reply. You should think about
2: hiring a new <laughs> joke writer and a fact checker. <laughs> 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 oh, Bravo.
0: Yeah. Mikey Bolt's yeah. oh, killing dude. it on the impressions. Holy yeah. shit. Anyway, that uh, that all happened. These are yeah. real things that are happening, guys. We got one final news headline, then we got to wrap this up. But uh, a couple, this is from Elite Daily. A couple has sex in a restaurant while the cashier awkwardly takes their order. This is also a thing that happened. It was a Domino's pizza. Mm-hmm. delicious pizza of course it was yeah yeah says we all have those annoyingly lovey-dovey couple friends who absolutely have no chill when it comes to pda however there are some shameless couples out there who take pda to an entirely new and pretty disgusting level they say that that's added in here that's editorializing Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know Mm -hmm. what kind of sex they were having yeah why don't you be a journalist could have been beautiful (laughs) it was it was beautiful i saw that they have cctv footage of this oh according really yeah a- Holy shit. According to The Sun, surveillance cameras recently recorded a couple ordering takeout at a Domino's restaurant. It's not hard to see these two were in the mood for a hot steamy pizza with an extra side <laughs> of sausage. <laughs> Ugh, this writing. <laughs> yeah. The CCTV footage shows this couple having sex right in the middle of the restaurant while the poor Domino's cashier poor. Again, editorializing. While the poor Domino's cashier awkwardly stands behind the counter and takes their order. Uh, what what size would you like? And. <laughs> <laughs> After giving their order to the cashier, the man continues to give it to his girlfriend while they wait for their food, and then it gets crazier. You can see the woman's pants pulled down as the man stands closely behind her, so yeah, it's not hard to figure out what's going on here. Shortly after, the woman decides to take a taste of her man's pepperoni by dropping down to her knees for an impromptu oh BJ God. in broad
1: daylight. Oh the fuck is this shit? Where was this? Domino's. Yeah. Okay, oh, hold on. Write this down, Mikey. It was at Domino's. Okay.
0: yeah behind the counter where what fucking state what city where what dominoes there's Domino. there's a billion
1: dominoes in the world
0: it may have been australia actually according to the sun a woman claiming to be the hot and bothered dominoes customer wrote oh my god this is this is her own status update she says if you're trying to tell me you have never got a bit frisky in a random or public place then you're fucking boring haha the woman shrugged off the saucy surveillance footage writing everyone's been ringing us thinking that we would be mortified we both just laughed Worst things happening in the world than him getting bl- getting blown mm. off in Domino's. Ha ha ha.
1: Right, they serve food there? Yeah. yeah sounds like... They're, Do you think he delivered in, in, in the UK than- somewhere? <laughs> she said,
0: she continued, she says, rule number one, never waste your boyfriend's boner and always opt for stuffed crust. So I saw the CCTV footage. It is pretty graphic. They pixelated it. And I will also say this. I'm sure you guys are all curious what this woman looked like. She was hot the woman was actually really hot uh looks a little ditzy though uh the, ex- the explicit doesn't, doesn't know shit about pizza i'll tell you that <laughs> she does know about pizza oh Rucca. you she know what a domino's. nothing better than a delicious slice
1: of domino's to wash oh out that god, taste of dude. penis from your. oh my life. god dude <laughs> i'll take a, i'll take a girl that doesn't blow me for fucking 10 years and never takes me to domino's that's the only time you actually want to eat domino's is after you've had a dirty dick in your mouth
0: that's not the only time, Chad.
1: There's many times I I've wanted Domino's. I dominos Oh, no, he hates Domino's. He's smart. I hate it. I eat he's eat smart, it. see? Only out of fucking. Uh, <laughs> not out of- see, guys? Like, uh, people with contrasting opinions, guys who have completely different worldviews, different politics, different philosophies, even they agree on one thing. <laughs> Fuck Domino's.
0: That's right. Fuck you. Domino's, their new and improved crust, Oh and their robust God, sauce dude, is delicious. They really dude. did
1: improve their But their the topic. pizza itself is terrible. That cheese is like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like plastic or something.
0: It, it's, it's called mozzarella.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> All right, Chad. Uh, Before we go, anything you'd like to plug? We you got the ten
1: minute podcast? Uh, Yeah, ten minute podcast. Already, please go there and check it out. It's only ten minutes long, and it's uh, you know we do some funny weird shit on it. Look at any of my books. I have a couple Instagrams that are weird. I do one where I uh, do memes of The Bachelor. If you guys watch the show The Bachelor, where I liken. Chris Harrison the host of that show to Satan who's consuming all the souls of all the women that go on that show and get demolished. Yeah,
0: um, uh, that sounds right on oh, my it's alley. it's called
1: Bachelor Clues, sorry. <laughs> Bachelor
0: Clues. Yeah, so check fantastic. That out. We'll link to that on the website. Fantastic. yeah Love that. Uh check out Chad's books, his movies, the TV show, like so much so you work on so many things.
1: I try to stay as busy as I can. Got to yeah. make that money even though it's not real.
0: Got to make that chatter, that imaginary chatter. The chatter. Got to make those mad bucks. Yeah, Invest exactly. today. Exactly. <laughs> tell you what kind of money is real. Mad Bucks. Amen to that. Yeah. I want to thank you again, Chad, for coming on the show. My pleasure, man. Why don't I get
1: a uh, a plug? Rucka. The Rucka wrap up will be here next week (laughs) on the Mad
0: Ox podcast. Tune in. Thank you, Mikey Bolts. Thank you. But most of all, you're welcome.
5: What would you do or how would you? Protect yourself against a Terminator, like the original (laughs) robot, you know, like from the first movie. Uh, Or maybe a little more base model than that. If you had no guns. What I would do is (laughs) I'd dig deep, deep, deep holes around my yard, right? (laughs) Then they fall in them. Wow. And then you'd have... Metal. Aluminum, probably. You heat the aluminum up, and then you throw it over their eye sensors. And then, uh, and then they can't see. Hopefully they discharge all their weapons. Hopefully. And then you can somehow deal with it from that with some sharp sticks or blunt objects.
0: Mm-hmm. Weird Matthew McConaughey. That's he's the best thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. He's a regular caller to the oh, show. Oh, shit. Usually calls in around three or four a.m. and leaves these uh, these messages. That's the question of the week. I think it's a hypothetical, which I think we may do for a future debate. Mm. What's the best way to take out a Terminator without weapons? That's
1: a great idea. When you think, I mean, these Terminators are stupid. Like they walk all slow. Like they're like zombies in walking. T one hundred though.
2: The yeah. T100 oh, you're now. right. The one guy. T1, the the, the one thousand runs fast. You're mm-hmm.
1: pretty much fucked. Mm-hmm. But yeah. did uh, did John Connor ever think about lifting up a giant magnet and just sucking all those Terminators? Onto the magnet. Well, they could have a titanium alloy that is non-magnetized. Oh wow! Not Some, somebody went to chemistry class. Oh. <laughs> wasn't there? Wasn't there a magnet used in the Terminator with the TX? I think so. Yeah. And somehow she avoided, or she—it's a robot, but made to look like a human woman. Well, uh, uh, I don't remember. Works. Maybe for me. we
0: may have this as, uh, on a future debate. Also, uh, weird. Matthew McConaughey's uh, strategy is uh, silly uh, because the robots could simply cover their eyes. With their hands and have the aluminum hit their metallic hands and exoskeleton, which would not affect their eyesight at all. And they could probably also have sonar. So. There's that.
1: Uh, also yeah. they had all kinds of the T100 had all kinds of capabilities to see the hole like they have infrared vision and so yeah they'd, they'd be, be able infrared. to see where the holes were and right. just uh-huh. not step in them. Why it's did a it, failure of an idea. Yeah, yeah, why didn't the designer of those robots put like a billion eyes on them all over them so they can see in every direction every minute of every day? Yeah, maybe they do. They were meant to uh, mimic human beings so that they can right. infiltrate the last human resistance. Oh, oh shit. Here's another voicemail from Weird Matthew. <laughs> There's
5: only one fruit you give a woman and that's the banana. <laughs>
0: yeah well, <laughs> <laughs> so last week chad i talked about this uh, this girl who came over to my house and i gave her some, some of my most uh, prized exotic fruits not my banana she yep. didn't get that she didn't earn it why is that oh she because uh, she was clomping around my apartment like a cyclops and then she <laughs> she spiked some popcorn with cocaine and gave it to me what? uh yeah so here's uh here's, the fuck? yeah she's an idiot Ah, uh, here's a here's a voicemail from Hoot Matthew about that. Listen.
5: Newsflash: Most people would think trading fruit for cocaine was a good deal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. No thanks. i will I'll stick to my fruit.
2: Hey there! Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay. Bye. Madcast
3: Media Network.